Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles Happy Monday, everybody. What is up, friends? How we doing? Thanks for checking in with us. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm Rob Ellis. That is Tone the Shields. Mr. Tone, how we doing? I'm doing well, sir. It's Monday morning. I feel good. I smell good. I'm ready to talk some sports, man. How, how you doing? All right, good. I'm, I thank God you smell good because we would be in trouble here, man. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I, I don't. We don't want that. This is no stink zone. Yes, uh, I'm uh, good, man. I'm good. Let's say hi to the friends flexing and stepping. Twiz, Jason, Ziggy, Mike, James, Jason. Let's see who haven't I gotten to? Bry guy, Mo, uh, Twiz, Mr. Richie, uh, Lauren. What is up, Jake? What is up, Bill? Uh, Tyrone. What's up, Tyrone? What is up? I think I got Blatorian. South Jersey D. William, have you? Uh, South Jersey D. I got KC Kelly. Philly boy. Chuck, what's up? I hope everybody's doing good. Yeah, had a good weekend. Uh, Ready to rock and roll. Same. Fascinating football. So let's hit two things right out of the shoot here, Tone. One. Yes um the championship games yesterday so the the let's start with the nightcap let's let, let's work uh kind of backwards here okay 
27, 24 to seven at the half um, <laughs> yesterday, Detroit leads. And you thought, oh my God, man, for the first time in 57 years, this team is going to the championship of their sport. Um, they have the longest, the longest drought rate of any team. They, they, they were over 57. Browns were 0 for 55, Jags 0 for 29, Texans 0 for 22. Obviously, the Jags and Texans being expansion teams at one point is a little bit different for them. Nonetheless, um, and then what we proceeded to see was an epic collapse in the second half. Um, mistakes made, coaching question marks, uh, drops. I, I mean, just everywhere, this thing unraveled for them. And Look, I was openly rooting for the Lions. I felt awful. I feel awful for their fans. Um, That was bad, man. That one, look, they're young and they have a lot of talent and I think they'll be back, but you just never know when it ends the way that it ended there. Man, sometimes it's hard to respond and recover. Dan Campbell said something very true. He said, I told the guys, we may never get back here again. He is saying that, and obviously, you know, he doesn't believe that, but that's a reality that they have to consider mm-hmm. that they probably they probably blew their best chance at getting to the Super Bowl because if they would have got there, that, that would have been a hell of a game. You know, uh, Lions, Chiefs, Lions offense is really potent. We saw that by them going up 24-7, and all of a sudden, just a meltdown of all meltdowns, uh, Dan Campbell getting greedy. Um, not taking, uh, not kicking the field goal when he can push it to 17 points. Uh, it, it, it was just when you were, when you're up that big and you're a team that hasn't been in those situations before, and you, your team, like you said, hasn't been to been to been in a Super Bowl or, or in this kind of situation, what in 30, 40, 50 years. Yep. So when you think about it from that perspective, all I can say is they got tight, coaching got tight. Players got tight and they felt that heat and the Niners were playing with house money at that point. And they just they just laid it on them at the end yeah. of the day, beating them 34-31. Uh, got to give credit to Brock Purdy for staying composed through the entire game. And got to yeah. give credit to Brandon Ayuk for making spectacular catch after spectacular catch. Um, they were opportunistic. And uh, it makes me think about that Green Bay game, how the Niners so far in their playoff run as the number one seed, they've been hanging on by a thread. Now, how long will this Magic – uh, chasing throughout the playoffs well we're going to find out but at this rate and we're going to talk about it at some point i can't bet against patrick mahomes man it's no. it, at, at this because we i think you're not said yet baltimore is going to win this game and and lo and behold uh patrick mahomes proved us wrong so look this is going to be a hell of a super bowl uh niners uh chiefs uh both of these teams have been mm-hmm. at the t- have been at the top of their craft for the past several years yeah, I'll say this. The, the Niners better show up for two halves in the Super Bowl. If, if they don't, the, trust me when I tell you, Mahomes and Andy Reid won't won't fold like a cheap tent uh, like the Lions did. I can promise you that much. But, yeah, I mean, and we're going to get into this pretty heavy in the next segment. But, uh, like, to me, I get that uber aggression got you there, and that's what Dan Campbell is. That's what his players want to be. They believe in him, and he he's all gas, no brakes guy. But you also have to look at situations sometimes. And and I just feel like to just say, oh, that's what we were all year. Or this is what the analytics said. You just use your eyes. Just use your mm-hmm. eyes sometimes. And it's it's okay. Like he took a field goal at the end of the first half. It was smart. It put them up 24 to 7. It was smart. It put them up three possessions. You could do that in the second half too. And, and I get it. I, I grant it. There's no guarantees. And I think ultimately he's going to catch all the heat. 
whereas Josh Reynolds drops two balls that were killers. Jameer Gibbs fumble after that mirror, mm-hmm. you know, bounces off the defender and Ayuk makes the catch. Like the players are, are, are totally responsible as well. But it's the way it works. The quarterback and the coach are the ones who get the most heat, and, and Dan Campbell's getting it. Now, the other game, I'll tell you what, Tone, Kansas City, um, they, they just, just have it. They have it. They just have it. They they have it, and they also – what you saw was the Ravens come totally unglued. I mean, they had five personal fouls. Zay Flowers loses his mind. You know, he, right. makes, he makes the – there's the early great play where Lamar gets out of trouble and, and makes a, an unbelievable play. Unfortunately, that was the highlight of the day for Lamar. It all went downhill after that. But he hits Zay a little bit later on a deep one, and he gets a taunting, which is like, come on, dude. He gets the taunting, then he fumbles. Then he's slamming his hand on the on the bench and, and cuts his hand. Like that, You can't have a worse sequence than, than Zay Flower. <laughs> but that was emblematic of the whole day for them. You know? Yeah. And and Mahomes, just great again, doesn't turn it over. Uh Stays has Andy and he have faith in Valdez Scantling on that last backbreaking play, mm-hmm. you know, on that third down where he, you know, he's let them down during the season, but they remained, you know, faithful to him and it pays off. It, it's unbelievable what those guys do. I mean, he's going into his fourth Super Bowl, man. He's two and one so far and he's entering his fourth in his sixth year as a starter. It's incredible. True. It is incredible. What stood out to me, though, about that game more so than anything was the high-level defense played on both sides. Um, the Ravens' defense showed up. Yeah. They only gave they only gave up 17 points to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. And the Chiefs' defense, man, holding that Ravens' offense to just 10 points, yeah. they completely made them obsolete. I think what I, I think I think what was what came to the undoing of the Ravens, uh, they deviated from who they were. Yeah, they stopped the running back. Your running backs only get six touches, six in an entire game. Yeah. You know, you deviated from the running game, you know, especially in the second half. It just seemed like they they panicked. The game wasn't it, it wasn't like they were in the Niners situation. Right. You're down 24 seven. No, you were in this game very much. Yep. So, yeah. And they panicked. And lo and behold, um, who we thought Lamar Jackson was in the playoffs. It, it, it holds true. There's um, no getting around. It's bad. It's, it's, no getting, really it's, bad. it's no it's no getting around it. Now, granted, did he have a good division around? Sure. But. This is when it matters most, man. You know, you you know, you're getting measured up against, you know, Patrick Mahomes. This is your chance to get to a Super Bowl. You yep. know, you're going to win. You're going to win the NFL MVP. You got to show up in these moments, yep. and he just couldn't do that. No, there's no doubt. All right, so we'll, like I said, we'll go heavy into both games. Strategy, guys who really stepped up, guys who had great games, guys who struggled the whole nine. In mm-hmm. a second, the other thing that came down over the weekend tone. Kellen Moore, uh, it will be official um, from the Philadelphia Eagles. He will be the offensive coordinator, 35 years old, six seasons. He played six seasons as a backup, um, but he's been a coordinator. He was coordinator at Dallas from 19 to 22, 23 with the L.A. Chargers last season. You know, if you look at the overall body, the numbers are very impressive. Um, mm-hmm. Three top six offenses in four years in Dallas. Um they went. They were sixth, seventeenth, first, and fourth in his four years there. Okay, mm-hmm. and I, I believe the seventeenth was was the one Dak got banged up in that that year. Anyway, yes, yes, uh, Dak got hurt in twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, only played in five games, and he got hurt in twenty twenty two. Only playing in twelve. So right. Uh, so uh, no denying last. And he, and by the way, averaged twenty seven point seven points per game uh, with the Cowboys. Actually interviewed for the Birds job in twenty one when Nick got it. 
Mm. So he was a head coaching candidate who they, he clearly left a, you know, an imprint on the, on the Eagles organization. He mm. goes to the chargers last year. It was ugly. Okay. It wasn't, wasn't pretty for that entire team. I almost, and, and if I'm being really fair and, and when you and I talked about him as a candidate, you know, I, I, I said, I don't really love this. I don't like the Dallas stink and all that. But if I, if I, if I'm being fair to him and I look at what happened last year with the chargers, he walked into a situation that was, that was already done drowning. No shot. Uh, awful head coach. Team had checked out. Terrible defense, which does impact your offense because you have to throw more. You have mm -hmm. long fields, the whole nine. Mm -hmm. uh, you remember Herbert's playing with a broken finger, and then he misses the last five games on top of it. It was Easton Stick to close Correct. it out. So, again, I'll, I'll give you the numbers. They, they were not good with his year with the Chargers. They were 21st in points, 13th in pass. Uh, just bad in general. So... It, it total body of work good for him. Um, last year, not so good. You now it depends what you if you want to pick and choose or you want to just go with overall. Give me your give me your sense of, of Kellen Moore first. Well, you know, prior to the news coming across the wire, you know, I told you uh, there were a couple guys that I that I wasn't really um too thrilled about being candidates. Um, one being Cliff Kingsbury, the other being I think Kellen Moore. And I think the reason I based it off of that, especially for Kellen Moore. Um, obviously, obviously the Dallas factor is a little bit of a itch, but that really doesn't mean anything in the end. But nonetheless, um, I've all, I paid close attention to Cowboys fans and how they felt about Kellen Moore as their OC. That's what I, you know, I vividly remember a lot of Cowboys fans having gripes with, um, some of his game planning or some of his play calling in key moments in high leverage moments, um, more, more so more than ever in 2022. Now, granted, that was a year Dak got hurt. He only played 12 games. Dak um, had, I believe, 15 or 16 interceptions in a 12-game span. That's right. um, a, lot of, a lot of things kind of went south for them um, during that time. But still, the offense was putting up tremendous numbers. The offense was still very potent. You know, don't get it twisted. So I guess I just – I paid close attention to how Cowboys fans reacted to Kellen Moore. Uh, as their OC in 2022, and I kind of use that as like a like, like a framework and how to, uh, I guess, properly judge him. But overall, here's my main question. Can he maximize J uh, Jalen Hurts? We've only seen Kellen Moore handle drop-back quarterbacks, right? Yep. Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott. So that's my main concern. I'm going to reserve judgment because at the end of the day, he has to do the job, and we're going to base the job or his success off the results. So I'm not going to, you know, just act like it's a terrible hire. He has five years of offensive coordinator experience. He's a young guy, which means, or implies rather, he's on the cutting edge side of offenses. Um, from what I hear, he likes to do a lot of pre-snap motion. Um, he likes to get the wide receivers moving a lot. He he knows how to get guys open. I'm rolling with all that. So um, I'm going to reserve um, a hard-nosed opinion until I, until I actually see um, what this product looks like on the field. But overall, I think the Philadelphia Eagles, when it comes to their OC and their D.C. hires, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. He um he does a ton of pre pre-snap motion. Uh he likes the quarterback under center, which is is going to be a departure as well. That's going to look different if if, the, if he incorporates that. I don't we sometimes coaches will Well, I've always I, I've always wanted to see Hertz under center much more. Same here. Same here. Um and I'm curious how how much he will blend that in there. Um he also does very well against the blitz. If you look at his numbers in mm. Dallas, even with the Chargers, his numbers against the Blitz are good. So these are the things that have to change. Now, 
what I worry about is he he will tend to lose lose sight of the running game. That worries me because that kind of feeds into what the Eagles do anyway. You know, it's interesting. If you take the 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 thousand foot view of this thing with both of the coordinators, he and Vic Fangio, and again, we'll get into both guys a little bit deeper in in, in a little bit. Mm-hmm. They in some ways, like with Fangio, you got the architect, you got the guy, the guy who built it, the creator. There's no third hands kind of stuff that to me is impressive and his track record for his career is pretty darn good more is a guy who's for the most part his offenses have performed like the bottom line is they score a lot of points and, and those kind of things you can't argue that what worries me is Fangio is still the uh don't give up the big play guy he's almost, he's like the, the godfather of it mm-hmm. so he didn't really change all that much Kellen Moore likes to throw the football you know you didn't change all that much you didn't really vary from what your core beliefs are. So they did change it to an extent, but this wasn't like makeover city and we're changing this thing up. They kind of stayed true to what their belief system is. Yeah. I, I, you and I talk about, talk about this on our call. I think they were trying to um, find a balance between um, experience, um, production, uh, modernizing their offense, you know, with the motion, I think they were just trying to go the other side of things, right? Remember, they brought guys in with no experience before. Now they bring an OC with five years of OC experience, a uh, DC with 20, 25 plus years of coaching experience in the NFL, uh, however you want to slice it. So, I mean, uh, their mindset wasn't wrong, in my opinion, when it comes to their OC hires, but about their coordinator hires. But now I'm, I'm, I'm curious. You know, you put Nick Sirianni in a room with a 34-year-old Kellen Moore. Um, you put him in there with a 65-year-old Vic Fangio. Uh, Nick Sirianni is, what, 42? Something like that? Yes. Yes, he so, is. So uh, you, 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 you have a spectrum of ages in that room. I'm curious, I'm curious to see how Nick Sirianni plays to a 34-year-old or 35-year-old coming in the building telling him how to run his offense i'm curious to see how that how that plays out what about you yeah i i he's an interesting 35 year old because yeah he is young yeah he's not that far removed from playing but he has been calling plays for what five total something like that i think five seasons altogether like so i think that's a pretty nice mix like he's not that far removed from from the players where they can relate to him he's been calling plays longer than nick sirianni by the way right exactly so there's that part but he's also been an adult in the room when you're calling plays, you're that guy. So he's a, I, in that sense, I think he's a really interesting. That it's rare you're going to get a guy 35 years old mm-hmm. who's had that kind of extensive play calling experience. So I like that part of it. Um, yeah. You know, really. And again, if you're if if you and I do, if you believe the premise that last year was such a disaster with the Chargers, it's hard to really crush the guy. He has had success, man. And you know, I I think that again, what I'm concerned with that he won't run the ball, won't stay true to the run. That concerns me a little bit. But I think he gets the most out of his quarterbacks for the most part. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would definitely say so. Um, you said something earlier that was really key to me, the fact that his offenses typically do well against the Blitz. Now, yeah. he has five years of, of OC experience or five years of a, of a resume indicating that his offenses um, – respond well to the blitz and he has built in blitz beaters, you know, into his, uh, you know, into his concepts. I believe the onus 
has now been put on Jalen Hurts to take his game to the next level in terms of how he responds to the blitz. I think the onus has absolutely been put on him because when you have when you bring in a guy who has done it under two different quarterbacks, two different uh, two different organizations, and they respond well to the blitz. Say what you want about the Chargers last year, they handled the blitz all pretty well. Yeah. Um. But regardless, now we're we're going to find out if the, if if the blitz issue was a Jalen Hurts issue, uh, or not. Um, uh, you're right. A lot and of that, a be, lot of pressures on them right now. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair point because you, we are. There's going to be a lot of things like if 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 there's blitz beaters put in and he can't handle it. If if Moore is dialing up the right plays and and Jalen's not, you know, if we're still seeing him try to force things, maybe down, then we're going to know. Right, right now we're let's be honest. We're we're all kind of in limbo of where to point a finger here. Was it, mm-hmm. was it Brian Johnson? Was it Nick? Was it Jalen? Whatever. I, you know, either way it didn't, you know, it didn't, they didn't perform at the level that they needed to as an offense. Correct. Okay. So now the, the changes that the other part is they're going to let Alex Tanny, this is tantamount to him being gone. Who's the quarterback's coach talk to other teams. That's their nice way of saying, go find somebody else. Yeah, There's but, other fish in the sea, man. Yeah. They know, they know his, uh, well, he knows, that his, his his death warrant has already been signed, but you know, again, it's all about the optics, it's all about perception. But that you know that's, I mean? um, but I'm glad in the, I'm not glad anybody's losing their job. I'm glad that they're clearing house. Ju- ju- it's got to be all of Kellen Moore's people that he wants in here. Um, that to me, I think is critical here because I you need a clean slate. There, I think there were too yeah. many bad habits formed last year, and it all needs to be to, to just be other than Stoutland needs to be cleaned out. What do you think? What do you think was the the straw. What do you, okay? How can I put this? What do you think was the the deal sealer for Kellen Moore getting the job in Philadelphia? What do you think was the question or um, the answer that he gave? That you know that solidified that he was going to get this job. Do you think it was? Do you think it was um, how he talked about the blitz, Jalen Hurts, um, navigating their organization? What What do you think was the uh, the deal sealer? Uh, for Kellen Moore, I I think if he, he if he played this really smart, he had a vibe for how his interview went in twenty twenty one, and and fed off of that, went mm. back to some things. Hey, if you remember when we talked in twenty twenty one, I thought this could happen for Jalen, you know, and we saw it in twenty two. I think what we need to do here is tweak that. I think you play off of that a little, but you also talk about how you developed, helped develop Dak from being a guy who looked like he had potential into a pro bowler. Um, so I think you go that direction. I think you really sell, you know, your offenses were four, three out of four in the, in the top six, one, four and six in your four years there. And the only year that you didn't have a really good offense, you know, they, they, we had some injuries, um, you know, and Hey, did, was last year satisfying for me? No, uh, it wasn't. And I'm not gonna make any excuses for it. And I need to be better and blah, blah. I don't know. You probably go that direction, but I think what you also sell them on is listen, you don't need to blow this thing to bits. You have right. Jalen hurts. That guy was a runner up MVP last year. You have a great mm-hmm. offensive line. You have 2000 yard receivers. There isn't a, you know, I don't need to come in here and recreate the wheel. I need to fine tune the wheel a little bit. I need to, I need to make mm-hmm. sure the alignment of the car is good and we're going to be just fine. And I I'm going to do, the other thing I'm sure he said was, and I'm open to a collaboration. It's there's some of the key <laughs> words, you know, that you that you need to throw out there when you're when you're talking to the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, overall, um, 
I'm happy about their decisions. You know, with, you know, with the staff. You know, uh, all we can I can't say it was a great hire because I don't know what it's going to look like yet. But what I'll say is, so far, so good. You've brought in experience. You've brought in people with a proven track record. Um, it still sort of aligns with your overall philosophy. We'll see how this thing pans out. We'll see if Jalen Hurts can get back to MVP level form. That's my biggest concern. Can Jalen Hurts get back? Can Kellen Moore maximize Jalen Hurts' skill set? That's what all this will hinge on. I think it's the biggest of anything. Like they have a they have a much harder job to fix the defense, but the biggest, in my opinion, job of either coordinator, and it's not even close, is to get Jalen Hurts back to being elite. You get him back to being elite, it changes everything. You can survive a mediocre defense if he if he gets back to being elite. You're gonna you're going to maximize AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard in this offense, and you're gonna be a top scoring offense again. If you if he if he only ends up being like I think he was good. I think I would say Jalen was good this year. He wasn't terrible. If he's only good, then you're a team that like cracks the playoffs and really can't go any further. It's like who cares? Good is right. not acceptable. Right, I'm looking great. Right, if you look at these playoffs that we that we've been we've been watching, good isn't just good is is never enough. No. Jalen Hurts has to be great in those situations. Uh, the NFC is only going to get more more difficult. Um, the Packers are going to be good. The Lions are going to be good. Dallas is always going to be a thorn in your side. Um, I think the Commanders are going to be better. Um, I think the Giants. I can't really figure out where they are right now. Um, the bottom line is your, your, your conference is just only going to get more and more, um, competitive. Uh, I think the Falcons are going to be better this year, you know, so they have, they, they have a lot of work ahead of them, but I'm optimistic. And I think that's a good place to be right now. Optimistic. Yeah. I, I same. Like I, and the last thing I, I wanted to, if I'm, if I'm being fair to both of these guys and, and there are things that I really like. I, there's more things I like than I don't like. So if I'm being fair to both of these guys, you, you do have to let it. You, we, we don't even know what the personnel they're going to have is. I don't, I don't care how good a coach you are. Right. You got to have you got to have the people. Like fan, I, I'm telling you, Fangio's job's harder, but you got to get Jalen right. So it's you know probably more onus and more critical uh, on that side of the ball for sure. But nonetheless, this is where Howie has got to perform at a high level. Howie has got to mm-hmm. on the defensive side provide him with serviceable linebackers because Nick Fangio typically has, has linebackers who can cover. You got to have better safety play. Uh, you got to figure out what you're doing with Bradbury. You got to figure out what well, this is where I think Vic has to figure this out. How do you get the most out of that defensive line that really let them down last year? Um, I have some numbers for you, which I'll, I'll share in, in a little bit, but um, though all those things. And then the other side is, is like we said, well, the one thing you don't know right now is Kelsey status. Um, and what we also don't know is who's going to be playing running back, you know, is DeAndre Swift back or, or not. And that's also a big part. Speaking of Kelsey. So he was at the game yesterday, Uh um, you know, to support his brother, which as you, you would expect, he he was, I didn't see any cutaways. I think he was much tamer. I think he may have, (laughs) may have got a talking to from, from wifey, but we'll, you know, we'll see. I don't know. Um, but I did think it was kind of interesting, um, what, what Jason had to say, 
he basically said, look, I still want to be part of the organization no matter what happens. And I haven't made up my mind yet, which, you know, again, I I don't think there's any doubt if he wants to be a part of the Eagles, he's going to be a part of the Eagles. But, you know, he was talking to Olivia Reiner of the Inquirer. It it, it sounded to me like he really isn't sold one way or the other. Like you could tell there's a little piece of him that's watching Travis. It's like, damn, I'd like to be in this thing one more, you know, again. But there, I know the other part is his body's probably just just barking at him right now. So it's a tough call. It really is. It It, it is a tough call. Um, I'll put it this way. The longer we don't have an answer, the higher the likelihood of him staying. That's yeah, what I coming think. Coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Right. Coming back. What do you think? Like, like do you think, do you think that, that that trend makes sense? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I think the one thing he's going to be very cognizant of with the team is letting them know early enough so they can make other moves. Like I know Cam Jurgens may slide in there, but you got to be sure that Steen is your guy at the starting guard. They might want to mm-hmm. go out and get somebody. So he'll he'll do that. Like he'll respect them enough to not drag this thing on forever. You know what I mean? I think then, we'll know soon yeah. enough. Yeah, and then also. Uh, the organization is going to do everything possible to make sure he's well taken care of physically. If he comes back, they're not going to have him doing all the normal stuff. No. Um, this guy's this guy's this guy's still at the top of his game, the top of his craft. It's it, it comes down to the does he does he have um, the mental capacity to be able to deal with um, Monday through Saturday? You know, most of these guys, you know. You, you know they're not paying you for Sunday. They're paying right. you for Monday through Saturday. Sunday's the fun day. Yeah. The Sunday. So Sunday's the fun day. They're paying mm-hmm. you for Monday through Saturday, man. And if he if he feels like he can get through Monday through Saturday relatively uh, unscathed, yeah. Um, he'll you know he'll he'll come back. And again, the longer this wades out, I yeah. really believe he's going to come back. That that's what I'm hoping on. Um, I'm, I'm not ready. I, I'm not ready to cut ties with the, with, with the uh, with the Kelsey family. Not just yet. Yeah, I'm with you. It'll be interesting. All right, let, let's hit it. Let's come back uh, and let's let's go back into these games because there it was two fascinating case studies yesterday uh, mm-hmm. w- with the late and the early game and, and the way it all shook out. And, you know, really, I mean, let's face it, you know, Kansas City had not played their best football all year, but when they needed to start getting it going, they got it going. And mm-hmm. the Niners look like they were about to be bye-bye and they made a comeback for the ages. So we'll dive into both of those games. Uh, when we come back a little later, more on Fangio and Kellen Moore. All right, uh, let's talk about Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Yeah, I've been going there since I was a kid, family-owned since 1985. Alex and the crew there seven days a week, uh, putting out the best food, getting a new uh, oven, too. Yes, it's uh, very exciting. I was talking to Alex about that on Friday night. Bravo Pizza offers 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. I got the upside down Friday, hit the spot. They have specialized pizza. However you want it, they'll make it. But they don't just do pizza. They do fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. Bravo Pizza is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charity schools, little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. You can follow them at the Bravo Pizza of on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. They're located at 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, Pennsylvania. 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. Give them a call right now. 610-446-3810. That's 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street 
and uh, everybody was going nuts over there, and it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. All right, we are back. Sports Day. YouTube network. If you could hit the like button, friends, appreciate that. All right, so uh, a couple things here. Let, let's look at this comeback here by the uh, by the 49ers uh, again. So they first off, they reached their eighth NFC championship, which is the second most in NFL history. Uh, they tied for the biggest comeback in an NFC championship game. They were down. Wow. Uh, 
Yeah, isn't that amazing, right? They were down 24-7 at the half. They outscored the Lions 27-7 in the second half. And it happened in in so many different ways, Tone. And, and really, I think the, the, the thing that sort of gave them life was that deep shot that kicks off of, of Vildor's face mask. And Ayuk, mm-hmm. to his credit, stays with it and makes it just a sensational catch to stay with it. That yeah, I don't me, know how he like, did that. I don't know either. But that was the one where it was like, okay, we're not done. <clears throat> Like that, I, I honestly think that that was a little air, you know, a little oxygen for them. So they, they get that and then uh, they end up, it's a real nice play by Purdy and IU hook up for the touchdown too, a little bit later. But then right after they get that, the Gibbs fumble, that's when you were like, oh no, oh no, here we go. And that happens. And then there were two circumstances, two fourth downs um, in the game. So the Lions had fourth and two at the San Francisco 28 with 703 left in the third quarter. So at that point, it would have been a 45-yarder, you know, and the conditions were fine. Right. So they didn't do it. That's the one where, look, it was not an easy catch by any stretch, but Josh Reynolds, who's a local guy too, I feel bad for him. He's, he's went the cuts down. Uh, he drops one there. And then there's a fourth and three in the fourth quarter with 738 left from the San Francisco 30 that they go for and don't get. On either of those, you know, a field goal in either of those spots really, you know, are could potentially be game changers. Now, in fairness, the Lions had gone for it on fourth down more times than any team this century. This so, century? Yeah. So, you know, live, live by the sword, die by the sword, right? And they stay true to who they were by being uber aggressive. But uh, you do wonder if you don't just, you know, sometimes take your foot off the uh, gas pedal sometimes. Rob, even Ferraris have brakes. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you, you, you can't be there's, – there's nothing wrong with sticking to your guns and being aggressive. I'm all for doing – what got you there, right? Keeping up with what got you there. I'm all for that. But balance is key. And reading a situation is key. Sometimes your best attribute or your most vital attribute may not be necessary in all situations. And the, and Dan Campbell, they, they got a little, you know, his fourth, his fourth down play calling was called into question a, a, a few weeks back. I can't remember exactly what game it was. But they questioned him about his fourth his fourth down play calling then, and uh, you know here we are here we are again. In situations like that, you got to take the points. Got to take the points. The name of the, you are you were, there was a point where you were up twenty four seven. Take the points. You have to continue to put pressure on them because at the end of the day, I I, I don't want to look at it as points anymore, right? I'm looking at it as possessions. Create more possessions for the opponent for them to come back. And they failed to do that. And they kind of made it look. The bottom line is the Niners took advantage of took advantage of their opportunities in the second half. They were skating on thin ice, uh, thin ice. They had no room for error, and they made every play they needed to make. And there were some things that bounced their way, absolutely. But it's the name of the game, right? Mm-hmm. The Niners are in the Super Bowl. The Lions, like like Dan Campbell said, we may not ever get back here again, and that's the sad truth. Oh, I agree with you. Look, I agree with you a hundred percent. I would have at least on one. I, I think I, it would have been the first one for me uh, that I would have taken the field goal there. But you know, he elected not to do that and and stayed true to who he was and and all those kind of. I just I don't like 
I don't like logic of, hey, that's what we've done all year. Or, hey, that's what the what the numbers tell us to do analytics-wise. I just I, I want you to 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 govern and manage and coach with your eyes yeah. and your gut as to what's happening in the game. And it's That's a hard job. It's hard. It's I can imagine how hard it is when you feel like okay, fourth and two, fourth and three. My offense has been moving the ball. Right. You know, um, I want to keep put. You know, I want to keep the pressure on the Niners and you know put up touchdowns. I, I understand the logic. I totally get it. But here's the thing, right? Here's the other side of it. If they if they convert those fourth downs, we're not even having these conversations. So damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know we, you know, at the, most of the time we're judging the results, not even the, not even really the decision itself. Let me give you an example to, to your point. This wasn't fourth down; it was third down. But Andy Reid decides to ice the game. I'm going to take a deep shot on, on because we know they're blitzing us, and Mahomes connects with Valdez Scantling. And the game's over. It was it was the death blow, right, to, to the Ravens. We applaud that. It's like, damn, look at Andy. L- look at Patrick Mahomes. Uh-huh. Th- those guys, man, they didn't go conservative. They didn't try and run it. They, they did you know, put it in your players' hands. So we're going to destroy Dan Campbell because he put it in his players' hands. And frankly, the one ball should have been caught, and we're not even having this conversation. Quite literally, it was in the players' hands. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it is it is unfair. It, but we, you know, we always we're always looking to to do this. Of course, you know? it's the name of the game, man. Look, you look when you, when you win, they come up, they, they try to find all the reasons why you won. When you lose, they create more reasons why you lost. So, um, because look, like you said, if Val, if if Valdo Scantley uh drops that pass like they've been doing all year, what are we going to say? We're killing them. We're saying, the, dude, the, didn't you learn your lesson Chiefs, the, the first these time? These receivers have been dropping balls all year. Um, their luck had to run out at some point, you know. So it's again, Dan. If you do, Dan. If you don't, we're judging results most of the time. No, I agree. Uh, I agree. It's hard decisions that th- it's hard decisions that these guys are making, um, especially in these high stakes environments. Um, the Lions, even though they missed their opportunity to go to a Super Bowl, they have nothing to be ashamed of. They've they've had a spectacular um, twenty twenty three campaign. Um, they should have made the playoffs last year, but you know it is what it is. Um, Casey I think they're was, definitely going to be a team. Was up when that to. happened, uh, not a good comparison. Um, when the Lions did those things, especially early, they were up too. Both teams were up, so not really sure what that means. Anyway, um, but I, here's where I, I'll give. I, I want as much as I it, like. I'm I'm dry heaving doing this. Um, give San Francisco credit too because yeah, they made plays. Got to. And, and got to. you know, for as bad as Purdy was in the first half, and he was bad. Okay, he was bad. Mm-hmm. He did it a lot of different ways, and I don't think any of us had had he him his legs. He had our, like twenty yard scrambles. Card. Yeah, he made big time plays with his legs. Like that's kind of what he does, though. Tony. Like he does whatever he has to do. It's not going to look as as majestic as Mahomes or some of the other guys who have uber talent. He doesn't have that kind of talent, so he does what he has to do. I and I'm I'm giving him credit. That's not a knock on him. He mm-hmm. does what he has to do, and he wins that way. So he, he, you know, he made a couple throws. Uh, one nice one to Kittle, I remember at one point. He, uh, you know, he, he he got his legs going. McCaffrey got going in the second half. Mm-hmm. They they won, man. I mean, they they did it, and they're they defense won in, in, in dramatic fashion. Got to give yeah. credit to Brock Purdy, man. Listen, if that was any other quarterback, we'll be we'll be singing their praises. So we can't mm-hmm. move the goalposts because it's a it's a team that we know that we're not really you know, too favorable on. So yeah, look, um, Brock Purdy, he's showing. He's showing why he deserves to be taken seriously, you know, as an NFL caliber quarterback. Yeah. And got to give credit where credit is due. 
bottom line, man. Yeah, just 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 play smart. Don't turn it over. And all right, so they they take the nightcap. Let let's go back to the early game. The Chiefs win seventeen to ten. Mm-hmm. Um, this is crazy. I, I, I can't believe Lamar Jackson in that, in that offense. I cannot believe them, Rob. Let's go there, Tone. So postseason, Lamar two and four record. Again, I, I you know some of this is team too, but two and four record, nine touchdowns, nine turnovers, and a seventy six point one passer rating. In um, third downs yesterday, one for six, seven yards. You know, and, and the killer was you weren't. I know. I think it was ten at that point. You're only down ten with maybe seven ish left off the top of my head. When he mm-hmm. throws that interception, there's three, there's three Chiefs around you. Come on, Lamar. You know, I just, I didn't think he played well. I didn't. I thought Todd Munkin did a bad job getting away from the run, which is something they do extremely well, Baltimore. Um, you know, and when you absolutely had to get a stop, you couldn't get a stop on Mahomes. You just couldn't. got tight. Yeah. So that's uh, so, so all it was. He they they got tight, and you know, again. I can't get over. I can't get over the fact that you give your running backs Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, Justice Hill, three touches apiece, six touches total. Terrible. Gus Edwards, you know, he 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 got off for a fifteen yarder at one point. Yep. So like, it's, and then Lamar Jackson, he wasn't as dangerous on the ground as he normally is. Um, I, I got to give credit to that Chiefs defense, um, for pretty much holding them to. Three points in the entire second half, ten points in the whole game. The Chiefs defense After is real. He, and he and these are two of the best defenses in the league. Oh man, Kansas City's defense doesn't get talked about enough. It really doesn't. Um, and the other thing I thought they did a pretty good job considering Joe Tooney wasn't playing. Yeah. They the the O line stepped up, man, and did a nice job for them. They really did. Yeah, they they dictated they that O line was bullying. Um you know, bullying the Ravens in the trenches. And here's another thing about here's another thing about um the Chiefs that I I respected. They only put up 89 yards rushing, but they were committed. Yeah. Pacheco, 24 carries, 68 yards. He averaged less than three yards a carry. Longest run of the day was 12 yards, but still they just kept chugging along, chugging along. And also this game just signified Patrick Mahomes' maturity at the position. Like you said, didn't turn the ball over. Um was accurate. Um was it you know was efficient. 30 for 39, 241 yards, one passing touchdown, only got sacked twice. He trusted that defense. He moved the chains, and he just held onto the ball long enough and uh, made enough plays to, you know, to keep that, keep that Baltimore Ravens defense off balance. The Chiefs are who we thought they were. Yeah. They are literally championship DNA personified. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, when they and again, I go back to the Eagles. The Eagles went, started going in this free-for-all and couldn't find their way out of it. Chiefs didn't play up to their standards a lot of the year. Both teams finished 11-6. and six. Both right. teams. Right. But when they had to figure it out, when it was time to stop bleeping around, they stopped bleeping around and they got their act together. But and you that's know what the I difference. They're also coached, they're coached well. They're I coached agree. well. They, 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 they have coaches on their roster that have been through the ringer. They've been through every situation. Those two those two seasons, respectively, marry each other so well because both of those teams were in the Super Bowl previously. Both ended up with an eleven and six record. Both teams were wild card teams, had to play yep. road games, and one team managed to figure it out. Come hella high water, the other team sunk. 
Exactly right. Exactly right. And 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 that's coaching. That's leadership. That's culture. Mm-hmm. That's uh, you know, a quarterback who makes plays when you have to. And they, you know, the Eagles didn't get either of those things down the stretch. Yeah. And, and Mahomes, and then, his his receiving weapons are not stellar at all. You know, he has Travis no. Kelsey, but other than that, I mean, you know, what does he really have? Well, Rasheed Rice has come on, but you're right. I mean, he has. He has. Kelsey, Kelsey was, eh, during a lot of this regular season. He's mm-hmm. now back into like Hall of Fame Kelsey. He he was ridiculous yesterday. That's why it tells you that the NFL is a marathon, not yeah. a sprint. You know, Eagles fans, as much as we were screaming, ten and one, seven and zero, whatever it is, eight and one. No matter how many times we screamed that, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So, however you think your team looks in Week Twelve, Week Thirteen, let's find out who they are come playoff time. That's yeah. what it comes down to. And the Kansas City Chiefs personified that. Were they up and down all year? Absolutely. You know, did they lose games that we felt like they should have won? Absolutely. Did, did they struggle to put up points on a regular basis? Absolutely. But their defense carried them most of the season long enough so whereas all the offense can find its identity, find its rhythm, and lo and behold, they're in the Super Bowl again. Mm-hmm. So both the Eagles and the Chiefs went through their fair share of struggles. One team managed to figure it out, and they were led – um, well at the coaching position. The other team was, was not led well by the coaching position and couldn't figure it out. On top of that, uh, the Chiefs, um, they got better quarterback play down the stretch. Jalen Hurts fell off a cliff down the stretch. So, again, it speaks to the caliber of quarterback, speaks to the caliber of coaching, speaks to um, the caliber of defenses as well. Um, if you have a defense and your offense is trying to figure it out, you can win a lot of games. But if you have no defense and then your offense sputters, then you're pretty much going to lose to anybody, you know, on the turf. I'm, I, I'm shocked, Rob. I've been betting against the Chiefs all year, and this is, you know, this is this is the things we get. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, so get. let's let's dive into a little bit here. Uh, so they're attempting to become the first team since the 04 Patriots to go back to back. It's been 20 years since any I'm not, team's money. By the way, I'm not betting against them. They're winning it all. I'm not betting against too. them anymore. I'm all over the Chiefs. I'm all over the Chiefs now. <laughs> and they're underdogs, by the way. They're, of course they are. They are one, yeah, which is ridiculous, the fact that they're one-point underdogs. But um, how about this? Reed and Mahomes, 14-3 and three in the playoffs. They've already won two. This will be the fourth that they're in. I, I mean – you know, Tone, we're now into dynasty uh, chatter. Oh, you They here. win this one. They'll have three. Mahomes is, what is he, 28? Whatever. Um, yeah, something like that. 27, and he's not going anywhere as long as Mahomes is there, mm-hmm. as long as his health holds up. They're, they're going to take a run, man. They got a shot to take a run at Belichick and Brady. They got an absolute shot to do that. Of course, of course. Um, if, they, if they win this, it'll be three and four years. Yes. Three Super yes. Bowls in four years. Well, they be, this is um, a rematch. They beat four years ago. They beat San Fran. Right, right. And they're so, he's still so young. I definitely see Patrick Mahomes getting three more Super Bowls beyond this. He's that good. I mean, man, this is uh, this is scary territory. Uh, the Chiefs have been blessed. The Chiefs have been blessed. Man, that organization, that fan base, got to tip your hat to them. Yeah, no, it's it's been incredible. And look, Andy Andy made a major move. I think he went from twenty seven to get up to ten to draft Mahomes, whose mm-hmm. numbers weren't, you know, through the roof when he when he was coming out of Texas Tech. You know, part, that's one of the reasons why I didn't want any parts of uh, our buddy Cliff Kingsbury. But but anyway, mm-hmm. um, 
so that was a gutsy move by Andy and it changed the course of everything. And to Andy's credit, he didn't rush him. He let him sit behind Alex Smith and, and, and kind of learn a little bit. And then, you know, and then brought him in. And when he brought him in, he was ready to roll, but it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, um, it's to, to, as much as we talked about how hard it is for teams to get back there and how it looked like the Eagles were one of those teams that fell into the, the trap and they did. You know, Kansas City figure out a way to not fall in the trap. Because you want to know why? But this is what they do that makes them so special. They continue to just be like water, be like clay, just yeah. mold themselves and just be fluid to whatever situation they're in. And we've seen each each Super Bowl Chiefs team has been so different from the last. You know, this year, you know, this go around, it's all about defense and stable offense. Um, last year, it was about stellar offense carrying a very young defense. Um, the, the previous Super Bowl, uh, that electric big play, Tyreek Hill, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, unstoppable air attack. It was, yeah. you know, we can go. We, 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 they've done such an amazing job. Got a good credit to Brett Veach. And Nick Sirianni and just over that overall front office ownership group, they've really, really, really bought into everything. They've just continued to make great front office. Yeah, decisions. Veach and Andy are taking are, calculated are risk. Heaven. They've yeah. taken some calculated risk. Um, trading Tyreek Hill, what? They traded yeah, you may one win guy. Two. You may have traded him and won two straight. Right. You basically traded Tyreek Hill for two Super Bowls. Incredible. Because. What that with what what, tra- what trading Tyreek Hill did, it gave them the assets they needed to load them on defense to get younger. And um, they managed to develop those guys, they hit on those draft picks, guys like Trent McDuffie, um, uh, George Karloftis, a guy, a guy that I wanted in Philadelphia, actually, yep. the, the yep. cat of Purdue, yeah, uh, Chris the, Jones, uh, the, the, the NFL Greek freak, I call him, but yeah. Got to give credit where credit is due when it comes to just the the, the personnel decision making, the coaching decision making, moving on from Eric Bieniemy, you know, not being afraid to do that. They have they, they but also again that quarterback makes those decisions well, a lot makes, easier. Yeah, it does. It and makes the other those thing decisions is, a lot easier. I tell you that much. They're just super clutch. I mean, the play that that Sneed makes as Zay Flowers is extending the ball to dive in is is a money play, man. It's just an incredible play. So they, when they have to have it, they get it. You know, they had the strip sack. Karloftis uh, recovered. I mean, they're, they're coached you know, very well. Yeah, I mean, Steve Spagnola is a phenomenal. He that's a per, that's another perfect marriage thing. There, this is what you hope it turns into with Fangio. You know, uh, Spags is is not a young man. Okay, he he's already done his head coaching thing. He's not going anywhere. He's happy to be there. Right? It's perfect because he's not going to leave Andy. You know what I mean? It's like Jim Johnson back in the day. He's got his Jim Johnson with Spagnuolo, mm-hmm. who's from the Johnson tree. It's perfect. Uh, so, you, you know, that's the other thing. Give their defense a ton of credit. They gave up 10 points yesterday to Lamar Jackson in that offense. Um, you know, what you saw yesterday, I thought, was Baltimore abandoned the run. Lamar come up small in, in another big game. You know, I was kept waiting, like, and he made a couple catches late, but, like, is Odell Beckham Jr. ever going to show, look like Odell Beckham Jr.? No, nah, that's done. He's just that's a guy done. now. You know, that's he's done. just you a know, guy. He's, and, he's a – He's a mid-tier number two, yeah. At this point in his career, and I think that's okay. Yeah. Um. You know, given you know, given the particular situation, and look, you know, Zay Flowers, he had eight targets compared to uh, uh, okay, well, Odell has Odell has six targets 
But I'm curious to know what was your opinion on the quality of those targets? Of of who Lamar uh, has? Odell. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, how do you think Lamar Jackson fared yesterday? Just from a quarterbacking perspective, you know, you know, getting the ball from point A to point B. Speak on the well. quality of um. Speak of the quality of Odell Beckham's targets. I, I, not, I didn't think he threw it well at all. Uh, right, I thought right. He, he, so. he made the early spectacular play where he got out of the sack and, and hit mm-hmm. safe flowers. For t- and then you, th- you like you thought it was going to be one of those games where he was right. just going to be magical. And right, I think right. a couple things were were at play. Mark Andrews was 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 to his credit. He's out there. He's on one leg. He's not the same. Uh, Odell was pretty quiet. They don't have a ton other than Zay in the passing game. That's all the more reason why you stay on the ground. And here's the other thing. Like, I would have been fine if Lamar ran more in that game. Mm-hmm. More called runs for him. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, it goes back to what was the game plan for the Ravens coming in? Um, it seems like when they – it seems like the game plan for them was do the opposite of what got us here. <laughs> it seemed like that was the game plan. And lo and, and behold, I, they behold, they, it was a success. I'm disappointed in John Harbaugh that his team kind of came unglued like that. They looked unprepared. Yeah, and they were very heavily heavily um, penalized team during the season too. But they got they you know obviously didn't factor in too much. It caught them yesterday. Um, that much is for sure. Let me give you this number real quick on Kelsey. So in uh, twelve career, the last twelve playoff games that he's played in, mm-hmm. he's got a hundred and four catches. For 1,178 yards and 13 touchdowns. 12 games, over 100 catches? 104 catches in 12 games for almost 1,200 yards and 13 touchdowns. It's more than a touchdown per game. Yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, 11 catches on 11 targets, 116 yards and a touchdown. You know, he's the the all-time reception leader in the postseason now. Pass Pass Jerry Jerry Rice. Rice. That's what you call, you know, a security blanket. Travis Kelsey did not leave any stone unturned. Um, yeah, he's getting older. Yeah, he doesn't have the same, doesn't have the same uh, pep in his step. But man, oh man, those hands are sure, and he makes plays. And he's going to always move the chains for you. He's going to always know how to get open. Travis Kelsey is a top five tight end of all time. Yeah, easily. Oh, yeah, easily. You know, I mean, now he, obviously, I, now when you get to that, when you get to that echelon, you know, at that point, it's all about pick your flavor of the month, right? Yeah. You know, right. Just, you know, uh, there are so many great tight ends that played this game before. There are some people who have their own opinions about who are, who's who's the best tight end to ever play the game. Some will say Tony Gonzalez. Some will say Rob Gronkowski. Some will say Kellen Winslow Senior. Some would say um, Antonio Gates. Some will say mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey. Um, some you Gronk. know, some would you say. say uh, yeah, yep, I said Gronk. Yep. Okay, uh, yep. uh, uh, some people may throw Shannon Sharp in the conversation because he's in the sure. Hall of Fame. Sure. Um, say what you want about that position. Well, it's one of those Throw- like you can't you can't you can't lose with any of those guys. You can't you can't just pick your flavor. That's yeah. all it is. If you okay, we're having a tight end draft. You, okay, you choose Kelsey. All right, all right, I'll choose Gronk. Oh, you want Gronk? Okay, I'll choose Kelsey. I mean, oh, you yeah. oh, those those two guys are going. All right, give me Kellen Winslow Senior. I mean, oh, I Antonio you. Gates is there. All right, so it's just. When you when you get to the top five, pick your flavor, yeah. any order. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you about who's better, Kellen yeah. Wizzle Sr. or Rob Gronkowski or uh, Prime Aaron Hernandez. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to debate with you. Look, <laughs> pick your flavor, man. I, I, I win regardless. So Travis Kelsey, wins. man. Yeah. Travis yeah. Kelsey is a legend, a living legend. 
uh, has a chance to get a, a, a what is it a, his third Super Bowl? Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty yeah, cool. It is. It is. All right. So let's um let's come back and and let's circle back. We touched on it in the first segment, but I want to I want to get I give you some numbers here to support uh, Kellen Moore, some numbers to support the Fangio hire, and just, just I, I I'm really interested in when we come back to tone and getting into the dynamics of how this is going to work. Like how much Nick is really going to step back and let Kellen Moore run this thing. How much autonomy, and I do think I'll have a lot of autonomy, will Vic Fangio have, but will Howie go out there and get the personnel that he needs to run his offense to its maximum? So I want to get into all those kind right. of things when we come back. Uh, a little bit later, we'll talk some Sixers. I was very disappointed in in the Embiid decision on Saturday night. We'll, we'll talk about that. And There's two, still two openings uh, in the NFL. Washington and Seattle, and we'll tell you who's interviewing uh, for those gigs as well. So don't go anywhere. Tony Shields, Rob Ellis, on this Monday. All right, I want to tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because you got to find the right person. You got to find the right person that you trust, that you know will get the maximum out of your contribution, what you are investing. And that's Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business and you need help with your employee benefits. That is another resource that Jim can help you with. I know I've entrusted my IRAs, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be as well. Give him a call, 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. Or you could email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That is Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC <laughs> Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back, back on this Monday. Man, only a couple days left in january that's crazy man. you just got here man what's going on january's already gone i'm not what the hell I'm not super sad uh, i you know it means we're getting closer to spring in the warm weather uh, here I, mean, you know, I know you don't have to worry about that as much where it's you're not at. really sadness though rob it's not sadness it's more so just <laughs> astonishment how fast time flies man it does go it, just, it just goes to tell you do not waste opportunity these days people you know That's what real. I mean? When it's something you want to do, something you want to achieve, something you want to build on, get it done. We're already a month. We're already, it's only 11 months left in 2024. We just got here. I would say two things on that. And you, first of all, you're dead on. Okay. You're, you're dead. No on. time to waste time. We're so all going to die one, someday. See you well, in the dirt, you guys. See you. There, there's <laughs> a reason they call what we're in the midst of present. It is a present. We woke up today, right? Number one. So make the most of it because it isn't guaranteed and there's other people who didn't. So make the most of it, number one. Number two, it the older you get especially, the faster it goes. When you're a kid, think about when you're a kid. So when you're a little kid, you're always like, man, I can't wait to be 12. I can't wait to be 13. I can't wait to be 16. I get my driver's license. I can't wait to be 18. I'm considered an adult. Can't wait to be 21. I can, I can have a, you know, a drink, whatever. You're always you're always shooting to be older. I can't wait to graduate college or high school and, and get on with my life. So it's like when at least this is the way it was for me. It was right. like, oh, I can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. And and it's like it it seems like it, you're in slow motion. The, when you get older, you're then you're fighting the clock. Like you're you're trying to stave it off. You got you're, the trying to wind it back. you're doing the Heisman, you know, with Father Time. Right. But when you're little, you're like, please hurry up. When you're old, no, you're man, right. it's you're so the right. total opposite, dude. You're, you're so right, man. These is, the, There are some nights where it's like, I don't know, I'm a late hour sometime. And, you know, the, you know the, there are just some nights where it's like one in the morning. I'm like, I'm not ready for the next day yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ready or not. No, you're right, though. There, there, are, there, there are days when you're really super busy, right? And when you... When you finally get finished everything, you're like, dude, I, the mm-hmm. whole day's gone. The night's pretty much gone. And I'm I'm gonna be in bed and and at it again tomorrow. And that's tough, man. It's it is. And that and that's where I understand too. Like when you're in the day-to-day, you're in the sauce, it's hard to not, you know, you're just trying to get by. You're trying to get to your next task. 
So it's mm-hmm. hard to, to step back and be like, let me really appreciate the day or, or nature or something like that. So it's almost where you have to carve it out for yourself. Like you would any other task that you have during the day. Like, I, you know, I got to go to, I got to go to the store at this time. I got to do my work here. Try and carve out something where you can get out and just get yourself a little bit of peace of mind. You owe yourself a, a mental health break for a second during the day. Yes. Um, there's this book that we're working on um, in our book club. It's called 30, 30% Happier in 30 Days by Dr. Amen. Uh, I can't remember his last name, but regardless, um, he has this, this chapter called Find Your Micro Moments of Happiness. And basically the premise is, you know, yeah, we go through our day to day, time goes by. But what are those social, biological, physiological, what are those things throughout your day that you experience that brings you the utmost joy? It could be waking up in the morning to a, you know, to the smell of a fresh pot of coffee. You know, we have to be intentional and paying attention to um, what truly makes us happy these days. And again. It could be um, it could be someone going on the back patio, the sun hitting them in the face. That if that makes you happy, hold on to that, appreciate yeah, that, you know, cherish that. You know what I'm saying? If it's simply just you know getting your kids ready, you know, getting your kids ready for school, if that brings you joy, hold on to that. So just find those micro moments of happiness, even though time is passing you by rather quickly. Just lock in and find those moments of peace, those moments that just bring you the most joy, and really hold on to those things and and lean in and and nurture. Um, you know, those, those, those micro moments uh, I agree. So, so they can grow and become, um, you know, things that, you know, you know, that you can really stand on. Well, I, and we look, and again, you know, we've all been there, done that. We know there are certain days where it's just absolute insanity and you're putting out fires left and right. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just can't get to it, but if you can just the next day or two days after that, try to find something for something for yourself, even if it's, just, Hey man, I, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to have a meal and I'm not going to think about work or whatever. I'm just going to chill and enjoy eating. <laughs> I'm telling you, if, if it's mm-hmm. like that, man, just. Yeah. As a matter of fact, let me ask you this, Rob, before we get started on the content. Yeah. What's something that's, it's no matter how large or small, something that maybe somebody else may look at as, as, as insignificant, but it means a lot to you. What, what's a micro moment of happiness for you? I'll give you two and they're going to sound very like. It my doesn't God. matter. It's going to sound matter. like, my God, this guy's boring, but I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you three, actually. One, when I'm in the shower, man, I'll put on some music and I'm just like, ah, it's nice. It, 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 it's a, it's 15 minutes of just, I'm away from it for 15 minutes, you mm-hmm. know, I, I, I'll, or 20 minutes, whatever. And, and I'll, that's good. That's real good. I really like, walking the dog i like to get out and get some air myself and get out and 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 just it's good for the dog it's good for me and my wife says it all the time i don't know who needs the walks more you or you or bailey bailey's our dog but it's me (laughs) and the other one the last one is and i got to play saturday because i haven't played much at all and i sucked but i noticed like with with, i play pickleball i'm outside Mm -hmm. playing i'm getting fresh air and and i'm you know everybody's busting each other's balls and I'm laughing and you need that sometimes just to be mm-hmm. around your, your, your compadres sometimes. So I'd say three things right there. How about you? Yeah. For me, it's, um, you know, cooking. Like I have those moments where like, you know, when I'm no matter how big or, you know, big or small the dish is, if I'm, if I'm in the kitchen and I'm just in the, the mode of preparing something, 
something about it that just brings me joy. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, like you said, um, uh, getting in the shower and throwing on some music or listening to a good podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love being around my family. My family brings like that real joy out of me, just laughing. Yeah. Um, and also sitting back and really finding a really good movie. There's, 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 there's something satisfying I agree. about watching a really, really good movie. Or series. Like, Either one. Yeah, yeah or, or series. There's this movie mm-hmm. on Hulu called uh, The Baker with Ron Perlman. I think okay. it came out in 2023. Okay. It's really good. He right. he, he, he he basically plays uh, a retired um, mobster or, you know, gang member um, who owns a bakery. And he just goes through life. You know, he bakes, minds his business. All of a sudden, his son shows up and drops off. His estranged granddaughter says, listen, I need you to watch her. I'm at a jam. I need you to watch her. He's like, what? All of a sudden, <laughs> things go haywire. The son is in debt to the mob, and things uh, get real crazy. So, Okay. This is on so Netflix? It's on Hulu. Hulu. I got to check this out. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's on Hulu. It's, it's called The Baker. It's actually really good. All right. Really I'm good. on. I'm yeah. on. I, I'll give you I'll, – and I'll I'll give you some I, – I didn't – I thought it was very okay, Tone. It was eh. It was okay. mid. Okay, as the kids would say. Uh <laughs> I watched uh, uh, Boys in the Boat. Boys it's, in it's, the Boat. It's directed by. Oh, is that that new movie? Um, yeah, it's new. Um, George Clooney. Name? George Clooney directed it and produced it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about the the 1936 crew team from the University of Washington mm-hmm. that won a national championship and won an Olympic gold medal. They competed in, right. in the in the Munich Olympics in Germany. Okay, I know what you're talking about. My guy Joe Egerton is in that. He's yes, he is. He is. He plays the coach. He plays the coach of the crew team. Uh, and, and, and I didn't recognize anybody else other than him in it. It's it's right. a, it kind of some some no name. Uh, maybe I I don't know whatever. But it, it's not bad. But it, it's just okay. It's solid, but it's not moving the needle. I wouldn't. I would check other stuff out. If right. I were you, if, right. if my record. You gotta you gotta go see the beekeeper with Jason Statham. I do. I love Jason State. Everything he's I love in, I everything he's in doesn't matter. He, he's the Dude. same person, but I don't care. I don't care either. It doesn't matter. I don't need him to be Shakespeare. I, I want you to be Jason <laughs> State. Go okay. see the Beekeeper. I went to see that in the movies uh, a couple weeks ago. Go see yeah. the Beekeeper. That yeah. movie is legit. I am all over that one. All right, that's good. That's good. All right, uh, all right. Couple things here. So we were we were talking about this earlier with the, with the Kellen Moore hire, which will become official. So all right. Let's talk about motion because that was a big beef with the Eagles fans this past year is the, the lack of creativity uh, pre-snap, okay, from the Eagles offense. So, you know, they were 32nd last in the league in pre-snap motion last year, Eagles were. So the the pre-snap motion last year with the Chargers was sixth. They did it the sixth most, most time uh, in the NFL. So that will change. You are going to see motion. You're going to see eye candy. You're going to see that kind of stuff. Um, the Cowboys during his time, uh, when, when Kellen Moore was there were generally in a top eight against the blitz. So when teams sent, you know, the house against, uh, against Dak, he had success against it. Um, now the, the other thing I would say that was kind of encouraging for me when I was digging in a little bit. I know it, it looked like one of the reasons why McCarthy moved on was because Kellamore never ran the ball. Mm-hmm. But in his last year there in 2022 in Dallas, they ran it the ninth most. 
in the NFL in terms of attempts. Again, I'm just trying to give you both sides of this thing. I do think he tends to lose himself a little bit and run it a lot. And I'd like to see him get back to that. I'll give you a couple other numbers here. Um, all right. So uh, also he was, Calamore was number one against the blitz in 2022 in the, in the entire NFL. Number one in terms of how they responded to it in success rate against the blitz. Wow. In 2022. Wow. So the last year in, in, uh, in Dallas. Yeah. Okay. All right. right. So again, Couple things to 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 glean here with that we've all been screaming for. Got to be better against the blitz. Okay, well this guy's usually been better against the blitz. Right. Got to give more deceiving looks early before the snap. This guy is big on that. That's why I say the onus is on Jalen Hurts. This right. Like this this you brought in a guy who is the antithesis of what you were in 2023. Right. You sucked against the blitz. You were the worst team in motion. Mm-hmm. He's the complete other side of that. So now we're going to see we're going to see these weapons and AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. We're going to see these guys being utilized and maximized in a whole new way. Um, Jalen Hurts, this is your time, baby. They brought you a coach that actually knows how to respond to these situations. They brought you a coach that knows how to get guys open. Jalen Hurts, this is all on you. I agree, man. Like, I, and again, I'm glad to get some clarity here. Like, I would rather. They have brought in a guy who can play to his strengths. And I also think, you know, Kellen Moore, at least I don't think, I don't think they bring in someone who just, who, who would say, Hey, this is the way we do it. And, and I do this and you have to do what I do. No, I, he's going to blend and adapt and utilize Jalen's strengths, I think. But I, I'm going to, I'm going to be really interested to see him under, under center a little bit more, maybe some play action a little bit more, which I know Moore likes to do. Um, it, it, it's to me, it's going to be fun to watch. It really is, you know, and again, depending on who they get at the running back position, you know, whether Swift comes back or somebody else utilizing the running game, if he stays true to the running game, but he's got some toys, man. He's got some toys when he's got AJ Brown and, and Devontae Smith, he's got some toys to play with here. And hopefully he'll get the most out of Goddard that we've seen in his career, because it's time for Goddard to start. You know, if you want to have the rep of being an elite tight end, I need to start seeing an elite tight end. I agree. At this at this point right now, um, I'm done calling him top five. Yeah, he's um, not. May, may, maybe top five as far as talent goes. Okay, we can debate that. But talent, talent's not on, on paper, right? The production is on paper. And um, top five as far as talent, um, as far as production goes, borderline top ten. He has to be better. I've seen I've seen tight ends doing way more. Now, granted, again, you said it. He was in a situation where they weren't maximizing him, but he also has to stay healthy. So. Yep. Uh, that's that's his side of the bargain. He has to live up to stay healthy, and um, I'm really looking for again. I'm I, I'm going to remain optimistic about this situation with Kellen Moore because I, I'm on the record saying I, he's not a guy that I was looking at. I say that with Cliff Kingsbury, but I'm going to remain optimistic. You brought some numbers to my attention um, that make me feel better about the move, especially the blitz numbers. Yeah, that's that that that's a key factor for me being on the optimistic side of things. Is it a good hire? We're not going to know until these guys get on a turf. I agree with you. I, and, and you're right. And that's where I'm trying to be. I'm trying to look at this objectively. I'm trying to separate my cowboy, you know, dislike. And I'm, right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to look at this the right way. I'm also trying to give him a bit of a, I don't want to say pass, but I'm trying to look at the last season. A, a bit of a mulligan. Well, LA was <laughs> such a disaster. I, I don't were bad. It was just terrible. All right. So let, let's go over to Fangio. Mm-hmm. So here's what he's inheriting, Tone. Again, in my opinion, overall more difficult job. But Eagles were 30th in points allowed 
They were 31st against the pass. They were 19th in sacks, and they were dead last in takeaways. Mm. And if you watch them against the run, you know that the, saying they were 10th overall against the run is misleading because they stunk at the end of the year. So he's taking over a unit that's got to be almost, you know, really torn down in some ways. Like he's got to figure out a way to get more out of the defensive line that, that dropped off 27 sacks from last year. I know Hargrave left, but you shouldn't have dipped 27 sacks. You've got to take the ball away more, man. You have got to be more opportunistic. And there's too much talent invested in the middle of the field for them to get gutted in the run game. Like Jordan Davis, J- Jalen Carter, Milton Williams, Toy Pelotu, if Cox comes back, you have to be better in the middle of, the, of that defensive line. Mm-hmm. And these are all yeah, the things that the fans just got to figure they, out. They do. They do. Uh, you know, I'll take it a step further is that they need some – um, some higher quality, some higher competency at that linebacker position. Um, those guys got to do better at, um, you know, playing the gaps, tackling. You know, they just need a – they need an entire overhaul of that defense from a mindset standpoint, personnel, identity. They just needed a, a – they need to rip it down at the studs and the studs uh-huh. being – and the studs being that defensive line because I – I still have faith in that defensive line from a talent perspective. I would love to run it back with that group again. Um, I feel like I feel like circumstances led to their demise, but um, they need to again. That defense needs to be ripped down at the studs, and the studs being the D line. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and that's like to me, if you don't fix that, you're gonna have issues. Period. Because you're gonna the quarterback's mm-hmm. gonna have a lot of time. You're gonna be able to run the ball. Now, what would I like to see them do at, at linebacker? I would like to see them bring in two starters and make Nicobe Dean earn a starting gig. If he does great, good for him. How we seem to really back him the other day. Okay. But here's the thing, right? Here's my problem with how we backing him, right? Yeah. And he back he backed him in a way. He backed him in such a way that made me feel like he was just guaranteed to be a starter. Same. That that's and that's my and that's my problem. I feel mm-hmm. like the proper thing to say instead of saying, yeah, you know, we still believe in Nicobe Dean and all that kind of stuff, instead of saying things like that, I felt like what should have been said was you know, we understand that, you know, as a whole, the defense um, did not play up to par. Um, although, you know, we do have, um, you know, some young guys in that linebacker position, like in the Kobe Dean, who we drafted to be to eventually become a starter. Um, he's going to have an opportunity to earn that. You know, like it's, words matter to me. And when and when you speak in such a way that infers or even implies that a guy is just going to just be you know, moved into a, a role or a position that doesn't seem earned, in my opinion, I have a problem with that. And it makes me feel like you're deluded in how you see that position. I agree with you. It bothered me. Um, I, t- I told you that the thing that I liked the most coming out of the press conference was the fact that he basically said that Sirianni's not going to, or, or Nick and he said that Nick's not going to be involved in, in scheming it, the offensive coordinator would. That was the win. The loss mm-hmm. to me was sort of defending the linebacker thing. And and and, and it in addition to the, to the way that's my to, again, why are you defending it? It's indefensible. Well, yeah, the thing that bothered me too was not only did it feel like he was just going to like give it to Nicobe Dean, it was also, hey, if you look at our two Super Bowl seasons recently, we had good linebacker play. Yeah, you did, but you didn't last year. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, so you you know, you had TJ Edwards. Why did why is he playing in Chicago? You should have left let him stay here. And yes, you had good linebacker play in 17 props. You didn't last year. So recognize when you do a good linebacker play, it usually bodes well for you defensively. I didn't like that was the, like there were 
they're the two things that really stood out, one good and one bad to me. Anyway, so I think you need two new linebackers. I'm okay if you want to keep Blankenship as one of the starters, but I need a quality guy. Next. I want somebody to push him. I want somebody yes. to push him, though. Well, I don't want him too. just – he's another guy that I feel like bring somebody to push him. You know, yeah, if he but, ends up but, being one of the starters, cool. But I, I would love guys to not feel like anything is guaranteed. Um, what I can't point. see is is a Bayard kind of cooked guy back there with him. I need somebody who can actually play yeah. uh, with him. They, they don't have enough athleticism on the back end. Right? They don't. Slay I mean, think is- about it. You, you have foot speed issues with Blankenship, with Bradbury. Uh, the linebacker Byers, position, linebacker Byers, position. You're, you're um, not Slay is only slowing enough. down. Yeah, you're not you're not fast enough back there, man. You need gazelles back there. Even your linebackers have to be super athletic. So, yeah, that's where I think Howie has got it. Like Fangio can only do so much. You have really got to help him out with personnel here. Yeah, right. Because you know that you know that Fangio scheme is you know, they play a lot of zone. You know that you know they're passing off a lot of guys, a lot of communication. Um. Guys in that kind of offense, you need to have makeup speed. That's the kind of speed you need to have to play in that kind of defense, in my opinion. You need to have makeup speed. Um, you need to have the kind of speed where um uh, if a guy does get behind you a bit, you can catch up, or um uh, you know, uh, a, a tight end can't lose you going um laterally if you know if he's running a cross or a drag route, you know what I mean? So it's just um they're you know, they're they're, they're gonna need um, you know, you know, some more athleticism on that back end. Here's something that I want to bring up to you though. Um, going back to Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, remember, he interviewed for that Eagles job. You brought it up, right? He interviewed in 2021. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So he has so he has experience speaking with the Philadelphia Eagles. He already he already was being considered for the job in 2021. Sirianni ended up getting the job in the end. Okay, fair enough. Kellen Moore goes back to the drawing board, becomes OC in Dallas, um, you know, for being a quarterback's coach. Um, he does great work. Um Gets a second job in LA. Okay, all right. Now he's back in Philadelphia as OC. All right. We know Nick Sirianni's situation. He's on a he's the clock has started ticking on Nick Sirianni. We you know we've debated back and forth. Should they just fired him in the first place? If you're going to go in a whole new direction of offense, what does he do here? What's his role? We 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 go back and forth about Nick Sirianni's status with the Philadelphia Eagles. God forbid something goes wrong. It what is Kellen Moore in position to become the Philadelphia Eagles next head coach if Nick Sirianni fails? It's a great question. Um, I don't know, Tone, and and this is the approach I'm taking because I it, it's fair because I think people are looking at it from a, com- a couple of different ways. Like if you bring in a younger guy who has a lot of success as an offensive coordinator, you might lose him, right? Somebody might grab him up to be the head coach somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or if it if it goes sideways, does does maybe Callum Moore elevate and Nick gets bounced? I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm so concerned with 2024. That whatever happens beyond that, I, I'm trying to not. I'm trying to just have tunnel vision in 2024. I, I got you. I got you. But here's you know the thing. I mean? But it's a fair question. It is. Harry Roseman is unilaterally known for hedging his bet. He doesn't make any decision without any contingency in, in play. Sure. He's, Kel- yeah, Kel- he's, he's always trying to. He's trying to play ten steps ahead. I get it. Kellen Moore is 34 years old. 35 years old. He's one of the brightest minds in the game right now. He's going to be a head coach one day. Yeah. Nick Sirianni, his seat is already heating up because of everything that we've experienced. Yep. You think Harry Roseman hired Keller Moore just be just just for just for the OC job? I think he hired him. It was it was it was almost like a two for one. Yeah. But 
you know, it's, it's how can I word this? Is you got a two, you're killing two birds with one stone, and you're not even really trying to kill the bird, really. Like you're, you're, you, you got a two for one, and you weren't really looking for the two for one. But it's like, hey, in the event of I got this young hot shot who's going to be a head coach someday, maybe it'll be here, maybe it won't. But at least I got the guy in the building, and if things go south with the guy I currently have at the eight, you know, at the head coaching spot, he can just move right in. Yeah. Again, yeah. he's a young guy, and it'll be it'll be a smooth transition. He already interviewed for the job before, so they already he are he already is you know in their mind in that regard. They brought him back. They got enough. They got enough. They, they liked him enough to bring him back for the OC job. I'm telling you, Harry Roseman is hedging his bet with that Kellen Moore hire. Fair question, right? And it could be. It could be. Um, and it's also a tryout. Let's see how well he does. Let's see how much we like him. If he doesn't do well as the offensive coordinator and Nick has a bad year, they're all out of here, right? It, it, it's uh, it's almost like a trial season for him uh, in that sense. Look, I, I think you make a fair point, Tom. I think it could be that way. Anything can happen. I'm trying to think, is there a precedent, though, like in the league where the head coach gets bounced and one of the coordinators steps up? It's usually it's a house cleaning if the coach gets gets whacked but, usually but but typically those guys were typically those guys were a part of the original staff of that head coach yeah who had been with them for a while right nick sirianni has been through three ocs since right. he's been in philadelphia he's entering his fourth season as their head coach he's been through three ocs um kellen moore you know being the uh being the third he he there, there's no connection between kellen moore and nick sirianni there's no connection between vic fangio nick sirianni this Nick Sirianni, once again, like last season, Sean Desai was the one that had to watch his back. Yeah. This year is Nick Sirianni. Yeah. I, I look uh, fair. So, oh, you know, ahead. I don't know. So, so, so you know, like I don't know. It's hard not to be able to see that path. Right. Right. You know, um, yeah. I mean, we've seen, we've seen coaches, you know, lose their job and, and then uh, guys step up as the interim. And we've seen them become the full, you know, the the, uh, the full time head coach Antonio Pierce. That just happened. Um, you know, it's happened. But you, I, I think you are right, though. Um, we we do have to dig a little deeper to find the pre. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker. 
engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. President for that. But again, a guy like Kellen Moore, 30, it's not like he's an older guy. He's a no, young no, guy who's going to be a head coach one day. He's very smart. If the Eagles like what they're seeing from him enough, and Nick Sirianni is not living up to his side of the bargain, which is going to be the win-loss column, because this is where it gets complex, right? What are we gauging Nick Sirianni on anymore, right? He's not going to be in control of the offense, so are we st- we're, we're strictly judging him off the win-loss column. It's win-loss, yeah. And a thousand if, and, percent. And if the Eagles go nine and eight, eight or if they go eight he's and gone. nine, he's seven gone. and ten, I think gone. he's going. He's I think he's going. Gone. He, he's gone. If, he's gone. Yeah. yeah that, if they don't this, win the, if, if, I bet you this. If they don't win the division, he's fired. Uh, well, I don't know if it's division. Like if they're a wild card team and they still get to an NFC Championship and or a Super Bowl, then I think he's fine. But I, but I'm with you. Like this is, this was his mulligan year. I don't care they won 11 games. This was his mulligan year. The way that finished and the way they got bounced, this is it. Mm-hmm. He is he's on double secret probation now. Like he's right. got nothing left. Like there is no absolutely zero wiggle room for him not to have a big time year as the coach. Yeah. That's and it. again, eleven and six is not a terrible record. It's how you got there. That's that's, that's what's yeah, concerning. It's not, that's what's it, concerning. If these losses were sprinkled throughout the year, it, it looks way different. And if you didn't, it, but the problem is. A, you lost six of seven. B, you lost to the Giants. You lost to the Cardinals, and you got smoked in your in the wild card round. Mm-hmm. That's what you can't get around. Lost to the Seahawks. Yeah, lost, lost to the Seahawks with a backup quarterback. Yeah, all what is it? I want to say three of your three of your three losses came against teams who aren't in no four right. Jets, Seahawks, Cardinals, Giants. Four of your six losses came by way of teams who didn't even sniff the playoffs. Right. Make it make sense, man. It doesn't. Well, that's the problem. And here's the other thing. Like we all know, right? Eagles should be 14. They should they, they should be 15 and 2 by that logic, right? Even by that you, logic. Well, even if you survive, let, let, let me put it to you this way. Whenever you take the 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 extreme measures of firing both coordinators and the coach survives. That's usually that usually means like, dude, this is it for you. Like we're we're making the changes around you. We're allowing you to be the CEO. We're allowing you to manage everything. So you can really be an attention to detail guy. If this looks sloppy, if if you if we feel like you have lost the 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 footing here, like you did last year, they won't hesitate to pull the trigger. I don't think Tony. If this is a bad start, he won't survive the year. Exactly. So again, that's why I'm telling you, Kellen Moore is the is the bet hedger. If they fire Nick Sirianni, um, well, well, think about it from this perspective. At this point, his whole staff is not even here anymore. The only person, the the, the only lap dog they'll let him keep maybe Kevin Petulo, maybe maybe Kevin Petulo. That might I, be the only that maybe. might be the only person they let him keep. Maybe. maybe. But but let's just say they off his entire staff, and Nick Sirianni is the last one who he can and. Kellen Moore brings in the people he wants. Yeah. What 
what's tethering Nick Sirianni to this franchise? Nothing. Nothing. So if things don't go well, let's say the first eight weeks, the Eagles are four and four. He gets offed. Kellen Moore, Trent, you know, becomes interim head coach. That's their best scenario, in yeah. my humble opinion. Obviously, the best scenario is they they win. Nick Sirianni doesn't get fired. That's the best scenario. But if things do go south, their best scenario is firing Nick, elevating Kellen, and then he becomes the interim head coach and maybe the head coach beyond that. Because if they if they do decide to fire Nick at the end of the season, let's say they wait, they fire him at the end of the season, are they going to get rid of this entire new staff that you brought in with Kellen Moore and Vic Fangio? Or, or are you going to take the easier path and just elevate the guy from within that you already had, Kellen Moore? Because I can't see them firing two staffs entirely in two seasons. I, I can't know. see that. So yeah, that's why I, I that's why I feel like Kellen Moore is the clear hedger of bets in this situation. I feel like if it if it's bad, everybody gets whacked. But but you never know. You never know. They care about optics in his organization. They care about perception. Yeah, I I, mean, I, I, I have a hard time seeing them. You know, completely off an entire two entire staffs in a span of two years. Well, the only one who I think survives for sure offensively from last last year, last couple of years, whatever, is Stoutland. Like I I don't. Patula, anybody could be gone. And I don't know about guys who are like quality control assistants. I'm talking about like, you know, like the quarterback's coach, they're already telling Alex Taney to go talk to other teams. You know, you're going to see a lot of staff turnover, in my opinion, because I, I think they want whatever happened last year, just clean it, man, clean it out of there. And, and I, and, and the same thing, like I'd be, frankly, I'd be very surprised that Tracy Rocker survives. Who's the D line coach with the way That's that D line played. That's a good point. Yeah, because you know they they are going to they are going to look at him at the end of the day, um, regardless if it was effort on the player's part, regardless if it was something he didn't do, or regardless of how you want to slice it, they're going they're going to evaluate him, and um, his future is not set in stone quite yet. Um, but let me ask you this real quick before we go to our break, because um, I know we're a little behind here. Um, you don't think they sent them? You don't think hiring Kellen Moore was a was a message to Nick Sirianni? <sighs> Like, do I think it was more of a? So I, let me understand what you're th- you're saying. You think it was more of, hey, dude, you're really on the clock. Over, we think we believe in this guy offensively. Like, I think both. I think they believe in Kellen Moore offensively because he does check boxes where they struggled the year before. I th- again, I think it's killing two birds with one stone. I think it's a two for one with you know. I, I, I think I think it's a sleight of hand version of two for one. Right. Yeah. You know, you you want us to believe that it's one thing, which it is, mm-hmm. but it's also another thing. You know, um, again, you interviewed this guy to be your head coach in 2021. Yeah. He's 34 years old. He's going to become a head coach at some point. If you like what you see from him, if you like what you're getting from the quarterback position. But Nick Sirianni is not living up to whatever standard you're holding him to. Yeah. It just seems like a, a natural fair. transition. Look, fair enough. Uh, I, I think there I think what you say is is. It just it's has very, to be considered. That's all. No, you know, it's I, very much a possibility. I do. I think I think it's a possibility for sure. I wouldn't argue that. All right, let's come back. Uh, and like I said, uh, coming up at uh, at one o'clock, we got a lot to do with the NFL and you know, kind of who's going where, mm-hmm. some hires and all that kind of stuff. So we'll dive into that. But when we come back, uh, I was really disappointed in Joel Embiid and the Sixers, and it wasn't because they lost the game to the Nuggets on Saturday. So we'll we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, when we come back, don't go anywhere. That's Tone. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. All right, let's talk about pro-action restoration. 
Because if you have a home, a business, or a property that you own, and you go through the pain, the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, or mold damage, uh, it can be incredibly trying. And you're not sure who to turn to, but I got the people who you turn to. It's Pro Action Restoration. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. Personally, I've, I've gone through it. Uh, I had water damage at my house. They came here. Uh, they fixed the problem. They took care of everything from the drywall to the paint to the carpet. And it was a really smooth experience. The other thing is they worked in conjunction with my insurance company, which is critical. Um, so just, again, the other part you want to make sure is anybody you're dealing with is legit. And Pro Action Restoration is licensed, bonded, and fully insured. Um, and they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. So again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamutton Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, go and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday, watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN.
GLES Eagles. All right, we're back, everybody. Appreciate you hanging out with us. That's Tone. I am Rob or Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, Tone. So let's uh, jump off football real quick here and talk a little Sixers. Um, they play tonight in Portland. Um, they're in the midst of a five game road trip and they played Saturday night, um, against the Nuggets. Now Mm -hmm. you knew it was going to be tough. First of all, the Nuggets are the defending champs. The Sixers beat them here. So there's going to be revenge on their minds. And we knew they were going to be out with the Sixers, at least earlier in the day, we're going to be without, uh, Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris. This is is going to be a tough kick. But you're saying to yourself, all right, get it a little bit shorthanded. I'm still looking forward to seeing Embiid go against the Joker. You know, let's go. And then at the last second, I mean, like probably 20 minutes before tip-off, we find out Joel Embiid's not playing. And, you know, and they they, they said he had knee soreness, which he's been dealing with a knee for a while, no, no doubt. Um, but it felt a lot like, you know what? schedule loss why are we going to throw joel out there if he's already with the, without those other two guys you know denver's yeah. got murray and and you know their crew or whatever and like to me that was really disappointing i found it really really disappointing it felt like the old days kind of stuff that they used to do and i felt like joe joel was past that at this point I, i'm i'm really disappointed in him and the sixers i really am yeah um i understand where you're coming from Right. Uh, you know, we live for these matchups, um, no matter whose home turf we're playing on. You feel me? And uh, Embiid missing his fourth consecutive game in Denver. Not a good look. Um, you're only playing the joke on your terms. Um, seems one sided. Um, some people say, listen, if you're if you're a multi time MVP, if you're if you're really like that, no matter where you play, you get it done. So, um, yeah, you're you're, you're without Maxi, you're without Harris, you're without Embiid. Just was you would love to see Joel be play especially, um, but I think you said it earlier. They hung in that game for a long time, and there no, was they showed that- they showed stones. I, I, I props yeah. to every single one of those guys who gutted it out. I mean, yeah. I I thought uh, Pat Bev was great. I thought B-Ball Paul came up really big for them. Oubre, mm-hmm. like, I, and 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 Nick Nurse coached his his nuts off in that mm-hmm. game. There Rob's- were moments where they were yeah. up in the game. You know, they, this was a competitive game. This was this was a game where Denver had to play all four quarters. Yeah. Um, so, uh, as, 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 although we didn't get a chance to see, you know, you know the uh, the trifecta in Maxi Harris and Embiid on the floor. Yeah. Um, I was encouraged by what I saw, um, from the Philadelphia 76ers in terms of how deep they are, uh, role players stepping up. Paul Reed with a 30-piece. Kelly Oubre gave you 25. Pat Bev, 17. Mark, Marcus Morris with 17 points. Um, I really liked it. I liked no, what I saw. I, uh, that would have been a game, I think, under Doc where they lose by 30. Now, agreed, uh, again, I, it shows the toughness of some of the dudes that they brought in, and I think it shows you what a good coach Nick Nurse is, that he can you – know, Right, uh, and, and that's where I'm at with it. Those are the two things that I'm taking from it. Even though, again, I'm with you, it is disappointing that you can't see and be playing uh, in that environment. Um, but also with Maxi and Harris hurt, it's like, all right, you know, all three guys were, you know, dealing with also it's a marathon, right? You know, we want these guys ready for the playoffs. Um, once the playoffs start, we're not going to look back at this Denver matchup not one time. 
So um, yeah, overall, and, and I, think look, I can't get crazy because I, I'm not inside somebody's body. But when it looked like he was good to go 10, 15 minutes before the game, and suddenly he doesn't play, it was just it had a, it left a bad taste in my mouth. I, I get it. I, I get it. Because at the end of the day, we're fans. You know, we 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 want the best matchups. You know, we want to see our teams and yeah. you know in certain situations. I I I, I totally understand that. Um, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you on that. All right. So there, we don't know who who is going tonight yet. Um, in Portland. Uh, mm-hmm. Blazers are a, <laughs> a little bit of a step down from, from the Nuggets, that's for sure. But uh, <laughs> they're in the midst of a, uh, like I said, a five-game uh, road swing here. Uh, all right, so the Flyers, speaking of five, they lost. They have lost five straight tone. They're in, the, they're in the midst right now of their all-star break. They don't play again until February 6th, so they're off for a while, which they need. This team needs the break bad. Mm-hmm. Um, they got their doors blown out off on a Saturday against the uh, Bruins. They've lost five straight. You know what I think it is? I think it's two things. One, they came back to earth. They're playing above, over their head, and they, and they came back to earth. Um, and we're seeing it. And I, I think it's that, and they're just not playing great hockey. And let's not lose sight. You know, the Carter Hart thing is, you know, kind of, kind of probably weighing on some people. It's a distraction. Yeah, it is. it is. And they know the trade deadline's coming, and some of those guys in that room are going to be gone. They just are, who are good players, but it's not the direction they're going. They're going to move on from the older cats and just keep building this thing up, which I agree with. It's the mm-hmm. smart play. They're doing the smart thing. But I think all those things factor into to the kind of hockey that we've seen from them of late. Yeah, here's the thing. Um, Four-game losing streak and then a five-game winning streak and then a five-game losing streak. You know, they're having these swings. They're literally – they literally had a season of just swings, just nothing but swings. And you're right. They are playing up against some tough competition. Um, the Blues, they're a mediocre team by record. The Stars are a good team right now. Um, the Lightning, uh, they're a good team. So they, 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 they yeah, they've, they've come up against some top tier. The Bruins, they've come up against some top tier teams. You know, don't get it twisted. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, 25-19, you're right. They came back down to earth. Uh, this is probably who they really are. But overall, I'm pretty pleased with just the effort, what they've been able to do. Um, still a whole half of the season left. Maybe they end up going just above 500 on the season. I can respect that for a team that has no superstars, that's still that's, that's rebuilding, um, battling through the Carter Hart allegations. Look, man. The Flyers are a rebuilding team. You know, it's exciting. It's, it's, they, they get you excited because, we're you know, we're Philadelphia. We love our team. Well, and they've been irrelevant stuff. for so long. They've been nice irrelevant for so long. They were relevant for, for, for a little bit, you know. And I, right, and I do right. feel like, two-tone, they're on the right path. It's, it's, yeah, it's, they that's told where I'm us, at. They told us, like, they almost wanted to say, hey, what you're seeing isn't really real. It's going to take us a while to build this thing up. You know, they almost wanted to say, "Hey, hey, guys, like, hey, come let me snack you not, around a little bit." Not, nothing to see here. No, but they, but they have they've been real. They're not. There isn't. There hasn't been a shell game with them. They're like, yeah, we're building this the right way. It's their going effort to is take real. A while, yeah. Their their intensity is real. Yeah, their yeah, effort real. is real. Yeah, I, I stand by this. If they get into the playoffs as a seven seed or AC, and whoever they got to play, you're going to get you're, you're going to get max effort. Total. You're going to have to play. You're going to have to play. The, you know this. You know this Flyers team for all three periods. You can't. You're not going to think they're going to lay down. That's just not who they are. They don't lay down in any game. You know, it was just some games. They, you know, you know, 
the, you know, the talent shows. They're clearly outmatched. Totally. It's never effort. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Uh, let me let me throw the. I, I meant to bring this up with you with the Sixers talk. Let me throw. It. Yeah, since yeah, no problem. Are, you're good. Since they are playing the Blazers tonight, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of. You know, we're coming up on the NBA trade deadline, February eighth. We're close. Um, so, one of the names that's been bandied about for the Sixers potentially coming here, uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Who, who I think is a really nice player. He's not a superstar. Yeah, he's um, a solid but, player. He can score. He can put. He, he can score. He can put the ball on the floor. Right, he plays, right. He plays solid defense. He's a guard. I think a tweener between guard and forward. Um, very smart dude. Very intelligent. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, he's averaging fifteen point seven per game. He's averaging about five and a half assists. You know, granted, Portland's thirteen and thirty three. They're a bad team. You know, it's going nowhere. Like he could, to me, he'd be a very interesting piece here. I don't know what it's going to take. I'm not looking to, to unload all the all the ones that they've got back in the Harden deal or or that kind of stuff. But he's a guy I think could help them for sure. I agree. Um, I also like the Alex uh, Alex Caruso. I like that move too. If if they manage well, to get that, that's done. a huge defensive upgrade. I mean, that's he, he brings serious defense because Alex Caruso is the kind of player that can guard anybody from one through four, maybe four. Um, but the but you, but your issue is guarding guys on the perimeter, right? You know, when you get into the playoffs, all those wings, those perimeter guys come at the forefront. You're gonna need you're gonna need a stopper. No. You know, you're gonna need somebody that you can put on Damian Lillard in key spots. You're yeah. gonna need somebody um that you could put on Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown down the stretch. You know what I mean? You're you're gonna yeah. need that. So uh that's that's the kind of move I think would help them in the longer run. I do like my I do like the Malcolm Brodden pick pick up. Is it I guess it's pretty much, you know, what are you, what's your priority, right? Yeah. Whatever, that's whatever. Is it offense or defense? And I think, I think Caruso will get them further than, than Malcolm Brogdon would. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you two things. First of all, you can never have enough defense ever, 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 ever have enough defense. But the, the only other thing I worry about with them is if it's, if, if Joel and Tyrese Maxey aren't going crazy, can you get enough? You know, can mm. you get enough? I mean, can can Tobias? Can you count on Tobias to give you eighteen? I don't. I don't know. Um, and then then it becomes like Ubre or or you know somebody else stepping up and, and giving you that offense that you need. I I don't know that there's that other person that I can count on. Certainly, guys are capable. We've seen right. Ubre do it. We've seen you know guys come off the bench, Marcus Morris, etc. But can I necessarily count on that? Eh, I don't know that I can count on it. That's that would be my offensive push, you know. That I yeah, would make. Uh, Tobias right now on the season, averaging uh, almost eighteen points a game, seventeen point seven to be exact. Um, are you taking the over? Let me, let me let me ask you this then. Let's play a little game here. Yeah, um, a short game, but a game nonetheless. Tobias Harris, he's averaging seventeen point seven points per game right now through forty one games played uh, right. in, in uh, thirty four minutes. Um, in the playoffs, uh, you taking an over or under in, in terms of his point in terms of in terms of his point output. Now, I don't know how long they're going to be in the playoffs, obviously, um, but for however long they're in the playoffs, you taking an over or under. You know, with his point output, under, under. I would take like fifty. You're taking the under. Wow. I just wow. you know, Tony. I don't know, man. I don't. I like him as a guy. I always have. I just think they blatantly overpaid him. And for what they paid him to be, he's not, you know, he, he, 
he's not he's not capable and he also tends to disappear in big spots like as much as we mm-hmm. killed him bead and harden we should have killed them but tobias gets a free pass because those guys get all the heat right you know but he gave he can pay a lot of money and I've, I've always felt like they paid him out of desperation i did too um and they really didn't have to pay him basically they could have been patient he didn't have that kind of leverage, man. And, and by the way, if somebody else was going to pay you 34 a year, then they can have you. It was a that's big, what I would have did. I would have said, mistake. listen, find somebody that's going to pay you that number. Find somebody. Yeah. And, yeah. If they, and, if, and if you do, more power God to bless you. you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, all right. So a couple other uh, things I want to touch on. Former Phillies bench coach. Uh, he was actually a manager with the Red Sox as well. Uh, Jimmy mm-hmm. Williams passed away. Uh, age of wow. 80. He was, the, yeah, he was the bench coach on the, on the 2018 team that won the world series. He was the right-hand man, excuse me, for Charlie Manuel. Uh, and, and a really, he was what you call like a baseball lifer kind of guy that, you know, was around the game forever and uh, good dude, good dude who cared about the game. So he passed away. So rest in peace. Baseball is that kind of sport where if, if, if your health allows you, you can hang around this game forever. Yep. It's that kind of sport, you know, football, basketball it can take it can take a lot out of you just for movement moving around you're more animated all that kind of stuff but baseball you're pretty much just sitting there with a, you with a, you know with chewing a wad of big league chew and just for <laughs> and just relaxing you know yeah. what i mean yep where oh, back man, in the day could... it was it was a red man you you had a, you had a big wad of red man in there man are you with your, is your that skull that, is, it, is that that tobacco oh that that's, chewable the, that's, tobacco. The, that's the backy that's tobacco when you when you load up with that stuff man <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So that he passed away. So pitchers and catchers are only 16 days away uh, for the Phillies full squad, February 19th. And I guess the only, the the question I would have is, you know, we're sitting here, you know, pretty close, a little more than two weeks away. Is there another move in the offing? Is there going to be another trade? Because really other than Aaron Nola, pretty quiet. So that's the thing. I I just wonder if Dombrowski's got one little trick. Gonna pull one last drop it on us let's just say he does what yeah. do you think where do you think that move needs to be allocated to very easy for me it's very easy for me uh i i have to get somebody in there who's not going to strike out at the rate that schwarber does that harper does that some of the others do i'm getting a contact righty that can play the outfield in here um and, and it doesn't have to be every day Ooh. I, but, well, it doesn't have to be every day because here's what I would do. I, I want to be able to utilize – I, I want to see if Rojas is ready to play mm-hmm. every day. Uh, I still really like Brandon Marsh a lot. Um, so it doesn't have to necessarily be an everyday thing. But Do you still with, like Schwarber at the number one hole? I don't mind that like others do. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay, okay. with that. But, but if this guy fits that bill, plug him in there by all means. And you could throw you – could, you could either throw Schwarber at like three – or you could throw him at five if you want to move Harper up a little bit and break up the, the righty lefty thing. A lot of things you can do uh, with that. So I would I would look at it in, in a big way. I would yeah, because when you look at this team top the bottom, you you would consider them what maybe top ten in the league as far as talent. Oh yeah, I I I would move them up. I I'd have them in top six maybe top five. Okay, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. There's so again, you know, we see this team as a we see this team as a group that should be able to compete bare minimum. Um, NLCS for sure. Yeah, I mean, look, they're they're at a point now. They're not young. I mean, they got a couple guys sprinkled in there, you know, with uh, with Stott and some others, but they're not young. Um, yeah, you got to win it. The other thing, I'm surprised, and maybe they've been trying, and it just hasn't come to fruition. 
surprised they didn't announce an extension for Wheeler. Um, mm. He's going into last year of his deal. So that's another one to, to keep your keep an eye on there. That's interesting. That's surprising that they would even let the let it get this close to him I going into a lame, a lame dunk year. Yeah, I, I would not, not mess around with that at all. Nope, nope, don't play with that one. All right, uh, yeah. let's hit it. Let's come back. We'll talk NFL. Uh, there's a lot to get right, into uh, when it comes to the National Football League, and we know who the Super Bowl matchup is going to be. We'll get into all those kind of things. Let me tell you about Flynn Tree Services. They're an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you might face, and they are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flint Tree Services uh, specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You go to their Facebook or Instagram for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flint Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flinttreeservices.com. That's flinttreeservices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN.
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We're back. Appreciate you hanging with us on this Monday. That's dope. I'm Rob. All right, so let's talk a little NFL. All right, so we know who the Super Bowl matchup is going to be. It's going to be the Chiefs. And the Niners actually played in 2020, uh, and the Chiefs beat them. So uh, Kyle Shanahan gets back. You know, the, the one thing that did go away, um, one of the things, there was a lot to take in from both of those games. But with the Niners being down as much as they were down and coming mm-hmm. back in that game, you know, Shanahan had a terrible record. Um, and actually, it applied to last week, too, against Green Bay. But he had a terrible record trailing at the half or being down eight points or more um, going into this postseason. So at least for his sake, you know, he can kind of put that aside and, and wipe mm-hmm. that away and not have to listen to that every time his team yeah. doesn't come back from being no, down. No better, no better time than <laughs> these past couple weeks, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they've been playing with fire. But they've, yeah. but they've, they've, they've done it. They're, they're good enough. They're talented enough. This is, what, this is what good teams do. They find a way. Well, the biggest thing I, when I, I mentioned to you earlier, like you keep keep playing the not showing up in the first half game with the Chiefs, and you don't want to find out how that ends because I don't think it will end well. You, you mm-hmm. better play a lot better football. Um, the one thing we know, you know, as Eagles fans, even if you do get up on them at the half, it ain't over. Yeah, It ain't over with Kansas City. I'll put you City. this way, though. Yeah. This is the kind of situation where I think a lower scoring game bodes bodes well for the Chiefs. If the Chiefs can keep this game in the twenties, yeah, they I win. agree with that. Yeah, if that thing gets 35, 30, yeah, I don't see the Chiefs being able to put up that many points. You know, with their with how limited they can be on offense with their weapons. I I would I would agree with that one hundred percent. I think you're right. That that's a good read on that situation. Hey, Here's what it really amounts to. It's pretty daunting if you're dealing with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. You know, I mean, it's just plain and simple. It's a mystique factor. I think that played into that Ravens game, too. It's like a Mike Tyson fight back in the day. Like Guys were done before he even stepped in the ring. It happens. That can happen to people. You know, you can can prepare all all, all the – you can lift as many weights as you want, all the technique, all the film you can watch, but whatever it is, there's when you get across certain people that have played that game at such a high level, and you know, and, and, and their name rings bells, you know who they are. There's a mystique factor that you have to get over. It's not easy to do. Um, that's why what the Philadelphia Eagles did in 2017, 2018 to beat Brady and Belichick in the Super Bowl, it was astounding. Yep. Because Doug Peterson and Nick Foles, they completely were oblivious to the notion that they're playing against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Right. They were oblivious in the right ways. You know what I'm saying? They just completely went balls to the wall. Mm-hmm. And look, some of those decisions that Doug Peterson made, if a different outcome happened, we'd be ripping. Oh, so it's sure. just so so sometimes, you know, the chemistry, uh, you know, of a gang. Things got to be mixed perfectly for you to get to the, you know, get to the desired result. But regardless, when you go up against guys like Patrick Mahomes, they come with a swagger. They mm-hmm. come with a certain steez that you have to uh, account for, and you got to get your guys prepared for that. All right, let me let me go back to uh, the quote, which I think is very interesting from Jason Kelsey. Before we get into all the NFL uh, nitty gritty stuff, 
So he spoke to Olivia Reiner of the Inquirer yesterday in Baltimore. He's there to watch Travis play. So he said, quote, as a Philadelphia Eagle, incredibly disappointing season, especially at the end of it. And I really look forward to trying trying to prove people wrong, especially with some of the recent hires and Nick Sirianni. And there's a lot of things up in the air for the Philadelphia Eagles. But I think that as a player, you look forward to going to battle with your guys. That, let, let, so there's another piece of this, so, but I want to just, let's hold off right there. Let's, let's stop for a second. Okay. That sounds to me, again, tell me if I'm crazy and I'm reading into things. It sounds like a dude who's leaning towards coming back. I'm telling you, the longer he sits with the decision, the better the chances of him, of him coming back. And also, you know, yes, he's a father of two, uh, two young girls. Three, um, I think he's got now. Oh, yeah. three, excuse me, my bad. Yeah. Um, you know, the, uh, the wife and everything. His wife is very, um, uh, she leans in very hard to the Eagles culture. You know, she, you know, she's a part of the Eagles family, right? She's from the area, yep. yep. From the area. I'm telling you. She strikes me, and, and I've heard on, on I've heard her on the podcast too, um, New Heights, Um Telling you, I wouldn't be surprised. She seems like she seems like the kind of wife that says, "Hey, get your ass the fuck out there." <laughs> yeah, she she's a take no BS. She's she not like type of power, okay, by any stretch. She's you know, a, like, yo, she strikes me as that kind of woman. Like, hey, if you're feeling it, we're feeling it. Let's get it. Yeah, I agree. Hey, listen, agree. don't worry about us. We'll be okay. Look, yeah. they're, listen, they're young. Yeah. They'll be all right. You got plenty of time. Yeah, I've been doing this if for you, a few years. I can I can handle yeah. one more. Listen, yeah. your mom's great, all that kind of stuff. We're good. Yeah. But if you're feeling it, you were just all pro, baby. What are you talking about? Yeah. Come yeah. on, man. Listen, we you. all know we all know they're gonna take care of you. You're gonna be okay. Monday, Monday through Saturday is gonna be she seems like the type that does a good job at you know making you make a decision, helping yeah. you make a decision. That that I mean, that's what my wife is for me, right? My wife, my wife helps me make decisions easier. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Same. Same. You know. I'll come to her with a plan. She'll say, okay, well, cool. How about if we do it this way? Yeah. And it's a, it, it's the slightest. Or, or, or it's what if, what if there's this and you're like, and then you start thinking. And it, and, you know, and, yeah. You've ever had your wife tell you something. You, you, you've ever gone to your wife with a plan. And then she says, okay, good plan. Let's roll with that. But let's polish yeah. it here and polish Put it a there. Tweak. Yeah. And you say, actually that works. That sounds way better. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're smart. You do. If you're smart. <laughs> If you're if you're smart, but there are those there are those very brief moments where you actually say actually that that is way better. I know, as you much know as you mean? hate to admit it. Yes, it's true. <laughs> and that's um, the part about being a man, you guys. All right, so then, let me give you the other part. In fairness, let me give you the other part. All right, so then he went on to say, "quote And I don't know what's going to happen for me, but I do know I still want to be involved in the organization and I still want to be a part of it, regardless of what the decision is, because I don't want to ever feel like I'm on the outside looking in." on these achievements and these accolades and these opportunities that largely represent entire cities and fan bases and organizations. It's too good a feeling to pass up. He gets so, it. He just gets it all yeah, he the does time. Get he gets yeah. it. And I'm telling you that sentence, he coming back. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones, Robert. <laughs> all right. All it. right. Uh, I like it. So let, let's, that's again, Olivia Reiner of the Inquirer. Uh, had that one um, a little bit earlier. You want to know another thing that's keeping him back too, real quick? Another, another thing that I think that's making the decision harder. He's going to the playoff games, watching his brother. His oh, that's I know. Like it's making it harder. I know it is. Like he totally wants Travis to do well, but there's another. There's a competitive fire in him that's like, 
Am I oh, ready well. to not do this? Like, yeah. am I ready to walk away from this? Tell and you at the top of your game. You're not like it's, it's not like you got destroyed in your final year. Now you're like, oh my god, do I even still have it? That's yeah, not the question. You have it. It almost would make it easier, but yeah, right. he's still really good. I know. He was a first team all pro, and some of us considered it to be a down year for him. I know. Yeah, incredible. Uh, all right, so let, let's hit a couple other things here. So you got two gigs open still, Tone. Uh, the Commanders and the Seahawks. So a couple of guys that are interviewing for those jobs. Ben Johnson, who's the offensive coordinator with the Lions, uh, will have his second interview with actually both of those teams. Same with Mike McDonald, who's the defensive coordinator for the Ravens. He will have second interviews with both of those teams too. Dan Quinn, who was thought to be a, a front runner for Seattle, and I think he's still in, in there, but he's down at the senior bowl in all his cowboy garb. So I don't know what that means mm. one way or the other. I'm just giving you the update that he's down there looking at some of the talent with the senior guys that are coming out. So um, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it could play a bunch of different ways, you would think. It just depends. Do, you know, do they want to go with the young up and comer? It, it, it's felt like, and Boober Siason reported this. He, what he heard was Washington and Ben Johnson are a lock. I don't know. I'll, let me throw one more thing in there. And Ben, Ben, ben McDo- Mike McDonald has had a, uh, you know, has had some pretty good years in Baltimore. Uh, and it's not like his defense was terrible. They gave up 17 points to the Chiefs. Um, the name we haven't heard, Tone, and this is what is strange uh, to me. Not only as a head coaching candidate, but also a an OC. What's happened with Eric Bieniemy? I don't know, man. Um, he's one of the best kept secrets in the NFL over the past five years, past four years. Um, I don't really understand it, or maybe I do. There are some there are some people that they choose to ignore your past, and there are some that they choose to harbor on it. And Eric Bieniemy is he a Boy Scout? Hell no. But one thing I do know that man can coach. Yeah. Um, he has two Super Bowl rings to prove it. Um, he's a major catalyst in the quarterback that we see today in Patrick Mahomes. Don't believe Mahomes got there on talent alone. He got there because a guy like Eric Bieniemy was holding his ass to the fire. Yeah, best believe that. Um, we know what type of culture Bieniemy brings. Um, an accountable um culture. Um. Uh, a situation where you're going to work hard, you know, especially if you want to play harder. Um, and he'll call you out. And he'll, he'll call you out, right? Washington couldn't really handle that. You saw in the first couple weeks in being there, guys were crying to Ron Rivera. Lo and behold, Ron Rivera gets fired. So it's just, the enemy deserves an opportunity. He deserves an opportunity. A guy with his resume in the NFL would have had an opportunity by now. Mm-hmm. But I think we all can read between the lines here. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. It, it's weird to me, in, in all seriousness, in an offseason where we've seen a lot of African-American coaches get opportunities. That's a good point. That's a, a very lot. good point. It's a very it's good a point. Much, you know, for, whether it's head coach, whether it's OC, DC, uh, like uh, uh, Eric Washington just got hired by the Bears as their DC. Where we've seen this, and like there are quality jobs at that, right? The, the that Falcons job is a high quality job, correct? For Raheem Morris, um, yeah. four of the six guys so far have been yeah. of color. If you want, if you count Dave Canales, who's Mexican American, but my, right. my point is, like, we've seen it, it doesn't feel like the same old boys network kind of stuff. So, right, I, is it does he just does does 
the enemy just rub people the wrong way because maybe he calls players out. I don't know, mm-hmm. man. Like I, I got the impression from when, when Ron Rivera did that weird move where he sort of threw him under the bus early in the year. Yeah. Yeah. That was strange. Yeah. I don't know that that was Rivera trying to protect his turf or he was like speaking for the players or like whatever, but like, you know, you got to handle players as much as we don't like it a little bit differently now. And I don't, Eric B enemy might just have one gear. I, I don't know. No, I don't listen, know what you, 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 you really might be right. Look, you said it, you know, you know, this coaching cycle, a lot of black, a lot of Latino coaches have been getting hired. You know, Raheem Morris gets the, um, Falcons. Raheem Morris gets the Falcons job, and then we we already think Ben Johnson is going to get that commander's job, and um, Canales got the Carolina job, right? Well, Johnson's white, but yeah, Canales got the got the Panthers job. Yes, yes. Wait, the wait, the oh, wait, the the OC from the Lions. He's white. The GM's African American. I thought the oh, wait. Hold on. I'm, yeah, I'm, Ben I'm, Johnson's I'm, Ben Johnson's white. The OC I'm confused from, now. Yeah, he's white. My He's bad, white. but regardless, Sorry you know that. that's okay. Four of the six that, that we've seen get hired so uh, far. I'm getting it mixed up with Aaron Glenn. I apologize. Yeah, Aaron Glenn's a DC. Yeah, no, no. My problem. apologies. I, no, I got him mixed up with Aaron Glenn. That's my bad. The that's point being, Jared Mayo, uh, 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 Raheem Morris, uh, Canales, who, who we talked about. I know I'm missing somebody, but uh, and Raheem Morris, all those guys have gotten opportunities. I, I, it. it if this is a if this is a race thing with the enemy, I don't I don't get it, man. Like I don't know. I, I this, don't. I'm honestly saying I don't know what the answer is. No, right, right. I mean, look, here's the thing, right? It, it's it, it's a it's a tricky conversation. Um, the bottom line is, okay, who all got jobs? You know, this coaching cycle. Let's go through it real quick. Who all got jobs? So, right. um, so you you have commander still open, Seahawks still open. The jobs that have been filled. Falcons got their guy, right? Falcons, Morris. Raheem Morris, uh, the Antonio Pierce Raider, Raiders, Antonio Pierce Raiders, uh, the, the Titans hired Brian Callahan. The oh, am I missing? Uh, six openings. Uh, it was it was Mayo, Pierce, Mayo, Gerard Mayo, Morris. Just three black and guys. And Canales right are the four people of color. The the and Canales. The, Canales got what job? The Panthers job? Yes. Okay, so you got four minorities getting jobs out of six vacancies. Correct? Correct. So there's no better you can make one can argue there's no better atmosphere or ecosystem for being able to get a job in. Right now. So that correct. begs the question: what else is there? Could there be more? Is there something else we don't know about his relationships amongst the guys in the NFL? Something's not mad. That's, what, that's what I'm saying. I I, I I don't know, man, because look, are you more worried about success? Or are you more worried about that? He might get on a young player. I, I like, I don't get it. That's a case know. study. That's a case study, especially again, four out of the six jobs were filled by minorities. I know. I don't know. Yeah. So, all right. Beyond uh, that'll be one. To just keep your eye on. So yeah. unless, unless he really believes he has a strong sense for that commander's job, I don't know. Maybe I I I know we're hearing Ben Johnson is a lock for that, but maybe he'll sneak we're up. Not on even hearing, we're, we're not even hearing Benjamin's name just for interviews. Yeah, like none of the insiders are even floating his name, which just tells me like there's no smoke, there's no fire. You know, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Um, Joe Brady, who did a really good job once they fired Ken Dorsey in Buffalo, was elevated to their OC. No surprise there. 
this one may be a little surprising. The Browns hired Ken Dorsey, who got bounced in in Buffalo midway through the year, but they hired him as their offensive coordinator. The Falcons, so Raheem Morris, we kind of knew this was happening. Mm. So Raheem Morris was the D.C. in L.A. with McVay. He brought Zach Robinson, who was in L.A. as the offensive coordinator, but, Tony, he wasn't calling plays, so he can he can make that move, even though it may look at, mm. at first as lateral. So he goes there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, and Eric Washington gets the uh, D.C. Court, uh, defensive coordinator job in Chicago with Everflus. So he takes over. Everflus had called the plays and worked as the D.C. last year because their D.C. had to step away because of H.R. stuff. Oh, wow. So Everflus took on more. I, I thought Everflus was an offensive guy, but he's a defensive guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. He, had a lot, he had a lot on his plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. So, okay, let's see Ibrahimovic in a in a lesser in a least stressful situation. Um, you know, I, I, I a lot of people are going to say this is Ibrahimovic's last shot to get it done. You know, with this guy, you know, with um, with um, Justin Fields. But I look at it like this: the uh, the Bears over the past over the past few seasons. You know, what's been what's been their success rate? So in twenty twenty three. They won seven games. They won seven and ten in twenty twenty three. In twenty twenty two, the Bears won three games. So they won four games, four more games this year. Okay, it's a step in the right direction. You're trying to rebuild a dumpster fire here. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're trying to, you know, you're trying to turn a platypus into a princess here. Like, let's let's you know let's let's be honest about this thing. In twenty twenty one, the Bears what won six games. So, look. He's trying. He's trying to turn things around here. Is stability on that team is not the best. You're trying to get some more weapons. You're trying to figure out the quarterback position. Trying to rebuild the defense. Look, this is this is an opportunity for them to really load up talent wise. Let's see what Ibrahimovic can do this this go around. Well, I, here's what I'm. Um, I mean, look, everything comes down to: Are you keeping Fields or you're not? That's and, a good question. Yeah. You know, if you move him, you're set up great. I mean, you have two really high picks. So yes. Whatever direction you end up taking this thing, Eberflus is sitting pretty. Um, if you trade Fields, you better be right that he's not the guy because you're you better bringing be. in someone you have no idea about. No matter how good they look in college, we don't know, right? And I think Fields, it's, he's a little bit tough to judge because he hasn't been surrounded by the most talent in the world. Um, but that's going to be the major decision that's looming for them um, and what they end up doing. And it could – whether it's his fault or not, it could cost him his job if it doesn't work out. Be on the lookout for Atlanta. Atlanta might pull the trigger on that field straight. Oh, I think Atlanta could happen. I sure. think field. I think Fields will look fire in that ATL black and red. Yeah, they need a they need a, a quarterback. There's there's no doubt they need a quarterback. Um, so that was yeah. I mean that's going to be the, the, as we get closer to the draft now is when this stuff really starts to mm-hmm. you know we got one more game to uh to handle here. All right. Um. So beyond that, I, I mentioned four teams right now who have who have never been to a Super Bowl. Feel bad. Detroit's 0 for 58. Browns are 0 for 55. Jaguars 0 for 29. Texans 0 for 22. That's the they're the teams that have never been there. You almost take the other last two out of that uh, for sure. But that's what we're uh, that's what we're looking at here. So uh, let me go back to Mahomes real quick. Mahomes numbers in the postseason, Tony. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Seventeen games. He's fourteen and three with thirty nine touchdowns and seven interceptions. His passer rating. 
106.3. So what's that the, what's what's the completion percentage? Uh, as pa- I don't know what it, it's a high, it's very high. He's got I, would ima- eight- I would imagine 66, 67, 68. I would imagine it's around there. Well, listen to this. He's got an 824 winning percentage in the playoffs. In the in the regular season, he's got 771. 771 is sick, but he's got an 824 in the postseason. In the regular season as a starter, he's 74 and 22. In the postseason, he's 14 and 3. So that's why, like, I, I had this, I, I was on CBS three last night with uh with Pat Gal. We were we were we were talking about some of this stuff. And I threw out there that I feel like he and Andy Reid are on a path to surpass Brady and Belichick. They got a long way to go, but I feel like they're on that path. They and a, a couple of my buddies hit me up today, like, dude, you're nuts. Blah, blah. I'm like, just take a look at it. Look at how young he is. Mm-hmm. They're built to last. There's tons of talent there with that. Their defense, Their is, defense young, is good. Yeah. Very young. A lot of those guys on rookie deals. Um, he's already proven that he can get it. He's already proven he can get here with the least amount of talent on offense. Yeah. The running back position is just above mediocre. The uh the tight end position is still A minus B plus. Um the, re- the receiver the receiver position at best is a C plus. Um, which I over, think they'll add. I think they'll add. He'll get him. They'll get him some help. They will. They will. They will. They will. Yeah. Um, and, th- and then the O line, um, A minus. You know, B plus. So he's he's <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback position, A plus plus plus. So yeah. it's just Mahomes is a cheat code. He's a he's a walking video game. Uh, yeah, and it's he and he, they're not. Again, the only thing that could 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 gum this up a little bit is you know if. If Andy Reid's having some health issues, right? And, and I, you know, who knows? I mean, I, I think as long he's such a uh, lifer that as long as he's there, man, um, look out, look out. All right, did you see the Kadarius Tony stuff? I heard he's been. Um, I heard about him, but I didn't watch anything. Um, I didn't get a chance to. I try to steer clear of uh, any buffoonery. <sighs> okay, so uh, he was out with an injury yesterday. Mm-hmm. So uh, I heard it was personal reasons too. Yeah, yeah. So he said um, he put out there on uh, on Instagram regarding Sunday. Man, that's crap. I'm not hurt. None of that bleep. Save that bleep on God. Not hurt. None of that. I go from hip to ankle to this. Uh, he should have been elated. He had he 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 had his first child, a daughter on Saturday. But he decided he was going to go on social media and and hammer the Chiefs. Look, we know this happens all the time. And my guess is Chiefs don't trust him enough to put him on the field. So you fake an injury so you can use a roster spot for him, right? And he's killed them this year. Killed them. Yes. Like, but like this is also where you got to understand time and place, man. Yep. Like, dude, your team's about to play in an AFC championship game. I mean, he just sealed his fate. He's, he's, he probably wasn't going to be back anyway, but he's really not going to be back now. Andy Reid does not, not play with this kind of stuff. First of all, man, a, a, a dude, first of all, everything about him, they talked about in college. They talked about when he came to the league, you know, that personality, you know, him being a little bit of a firecracker. Um, I never felt like Kadarius Tony was really that good. I felt like he was all speed, but no real technique and no real skill. Just, 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 just mainly speed. You know, I mean, he, he got, he got the better of us. You know, when, you know, when he we did. were. But overall, 
Um, I always felt like he was their weakest link. I always felt like he was their biggest liability um, on the field. Um, just brain fart after brain fart when it comes to him, not taking his craft seriously. And lo and behold, I'll be surprised if um, an organization even decides to bring him in. It may be a desperate one, but um, I have a hard time seeing him really make waves out the NFL, you know, from this point forward. Oh, listen, man, no question. It's 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 mm. over there. Um, yeah. you know, for he's sure. a classic, he's a classic example of um overvaluing oneself. Yes, lack of self-awareness. Lack of self-awareness. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and again, it, it you just you don't it, they don't need it. Obviously, the Chiefs weren't distracted, they won the game. If, if there's a team that's not going to get distracted by nonsense, it's them. I get all that. But just, dude, be a teammate in, in, in certain spots. And you don't be need to teammate. pop off. You know? Be be happy for your guys that they're doing what they're doing. Um, anyway, so that's that's going to be the big thing. And, and you know, the, the lead up to this Super Bowl is going to be – it's hard for Eagles fans. Think about it. You're getting the Chiefs who knocked you off last year with your old coach – you're getting the 49ers who all they did was yap and then back it up when they took it to you and then yapped out the door. Mm-hmm. Like some people are well, some people are arguing that this is the Super Bowl matchup that they should have got last year. Right. Right. Had the quarterback stayed healthy. So mm-hmm. here's the question I have for you. I know the answer is easy for me, but but for you. Um, who do you root for? The Chiefs. I'm not rooting for the Niners. Can't stand those bozos. It's Chiefs. You know what I mean? I'm, 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 I'm rooting for the Chiefs, man. Yeah. You know, and and they're the underdog. So. I don't like here's the thing. I thought it was time to move on from Andy Reid. I just I just thought it was time. It it, it had played itself out it, and the move was good for Beth. What was Beth, it? 13 years? 14. 14 years. It was good for both parties, you know, that he left. And and everybody moved on. The Eagles won a Super Bowl. Andy's gone on to, to you know, get into like goat status. Mm-hmm. And I don't hate Patrick Mahomes. I, I you know, I, don't I, think <laughs> I think he's a good dude. I respect the way he goes about his business. Yeah. Uh, I respect his game. Like, I think he gets it. I, I, I like, I'm trying to think of guys I really like. I don't like Darius Tony, but he's not even a factor anymore. Right. Uh, I didn't like Juju Smith Schuster. He's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, there really aren't a lot of guys, correct me if I'm wrong, that are like hateable on the Chiefs. Yeah, that's a good that's a, that's a good point. Now I think about it, they do have some players on their team that I don't really have any real gripe with. Uh Travis Kelsey, obviously very likable. Um Pacheco's even likable. Um <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Uh he was talking. I think somebody said he runs like he's uh <laughs> he runs like he's trying to eat the grass. What was it? Like he oh. somebody said who somebody said something uh, crazy. I, he's about. angry, I know that. He runs yeah, angry. He runs he run he runs angry. Um, yeah. but nonetheless, uh yeah, man. Um the Chiefs are unlike the Patriots, the Chiefs are one of the more likable dynasties. Yeah. So I, I don't, you know, again, do, am I happy about this that I gotta see the Chiefs in the night? No, no. Uh would I prefer Detroit? I would have been all over Detroit if Detroit was mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, all over. Um, but no, I, I, if, if you're giving me a choice of the chiefs and the 49ers, it's not a choice. It's the Niners. It's the mm. chiefs all day long over the Niners all day long. Um, all right, let's get a timeout. Let's come back. I do want to hit a couple other things here. Uh, there were some pregame 
craziness yesterday, which was, I thought, kind of cool, sort of old school stuff that happened. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about the, uh, I already see people chiming in about Taylor Swift. We'll get into that when we come back. And I got two on this dates. And I want to kind of measure when they happened versus where we are now. So we'll do all that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Tone. I'm Rob. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We were big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. field of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. 
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. All right. Final segment of the program. Appreciate every one of you guys hanging with us. All right, Tom. So let's hit a couple things here. Um, I just want to gauge you on this because I, there's a, there's always a lot of strong reaction to this. All right. So we know Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are dating. If you didn't know that, welcome back from the coma. Uh, it's nice <laughs> to see you. Uh, we've missed you. All right. So, uh, here's the question that I have for you. Does it bother you? that we get the cutaways that we have to see her on the field afterwards, just generally her presence having to be shown after Travis makes a play or wins a game. Does it bother you? Um, I've stopped caring about it a long time ago. Uh, It's one of those things that it is what it is. She's a pop star, the biggest pop star in the world. The number one music, the number one listened to music artist in the world. What can you expect? <laughs> so uh, it, 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 I really, I really don't care. It really has no bearing or anything. Um, it's just funny to talk about. But overall, I don't care. What about what about you though? It doesn't bother me in the least. I, yeah. honest to God, I don't care. Yeah, I have like, so much more to care about. <laughs> well, it's like, am am I going to get cranked up because they get they do a three to four second cutaway of her? Yay! In the suite. No. Like you said, I understand business too. Taylor Swift is big business. It's not that the NFL needed any help. Okay. Trust me, they don't. But if you want to expand the demographic a little bit, she has done that. She has brought more women to the game. More women understand. It's not a big deal to me. I really don't care. And and the thing is, like, I, I don't dislike her and I don't dislike Travis Kelsey. So I, I it doesn't bother me in that sense either. Like I'm, I'm perfectly, I see people get so mad. I have no, I have no leanings of left or right or right or wrong or good or bad when it comes to Taylor Swift. Right. Right. And, and and Tina, that's a great point. Maybe a grand total of 30 seconds. Maybe let's, let's just, let's just say to be safe, a grand total of 60 seconds out of a, out of a 60 minute football game. Right. And three hour telecast. Right. In a, in a, in a three hour telecast. Yeah. 60 seconds out of a three hour telecast. Isn't going to, isn't going to make or break me, you know, like Mike thinks it's cheesy. And, and, and is it, is it a little bit? Yes. Yeah, there's some cheese, but like the, there's like vitriol with people that I don't quite grasp with yeah. this. Like I, I don't. I, right. If someone says, yeah, I don't get it, but they leave it there. Okay. That's perfectly fine, but there are people who I, I know what you're talking about. I see people who are like legitimately like, "This is ruining our game." <laughs> yeah, the NFL's <laughs> ruined. I can't have, I can't watch this with with enjoyment. Right. I used to be able to watch the games alone. Now my wife wants to watch them for Taylor Swift. Like, I, I think this is an interesting point by Tina. A lot of little girls watching football with their dads asking questions about the game now, which is how I learned the game. It's pretty fair. Yeah, that's, that's a true. pretty interesting question. Right, right, and again, right. You know, I'm pretty sure. Again, there's there's a what do you what do you call people who are um, purists? There's some people who are football purists who, who you know who are just saying, yeah, you know, it's it's tainting, it's it's tainting our product. 
<laughs> no one cares, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, come on, man. I don't care. Listen, I don't care about none of these celebrity, celebrity, you know, relationships and whoever they're I with know. or who they're dating or they're talking to or they're sleeping with. It means absolutely nothing in the I mean, end. Did he get a touchdown? Did he fumble? Did he throw a pick? Did they yeah. win? And, and, and by the way, about. if you're a Chiefs fan, your guy caught 11 balls that were targeted for him for 116 yards and a touchdown. I, I don't really think you care who he's dating as long as he produces like that on the field. Exactly. Yo, real quick, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was on Peacock and I was looking for something to watch. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, that that reality show Catching Kelsey came up. And I was, I couldn't, I'm watching it. He was so young, right? And I, I'm watching, I'm thinking, not the show, but I saw the little trailer for it. Yeah, he was, and this was years ago, right? I year, mean, solid, like, years, years, years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw the trailer for it. I'm just watching the trailer and I'm like, wow, Travis Kelsey is still the same. <laughs> Corny as hell. Yep. Super, super flamboyant with the personality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it, 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 I, I'm like, yo. This shit is so corny, but it's hilarious. His brother, Jason, kills him for doing that. He he said oh it was some of the worst. He just, just destroys him every second he gets, man. Like it's great. As he as he should, it's so cringy. Yeah, yeah. And they only saw the trailer for it. Oh it god. So cringy. The premise, he they're trying to find him a, a girlfriend. Like, is that Matt, yeah? So the premise is basically like, you know. Um, Travis Kelsey, he like you know, he likes to be in the line, like he likes to go out, he likes to do all this stuff. So he's trying to find a woman um that can match his energy so he won't be the single guy at all the family at all the functions with his teammates and their wives and their girlfriends. Okay. Okay. So it's like you know, it's pretty much it's a it's a dating show. Yeah, yeah. It's a date, okay. it's, it's basically a dating show. That's all it is, man. Uh, all right. Let me uh let me give you this one, and then I want to get to something that happened before the game on the field in that game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh Adam Schefter <clears throat> saying, quote. People have said that Ben Johnson, this is he was on the Pat McAfee show, uh, Adam Schefter of ESPN, said that people have said that Ben Johnson is going to Washington and Dan Quinn is going to Seattle. I will bet that at a minimum, one of those is not right, maybe both. Mm. Schefter adds, he thinks if Harbaugh didn't get the Chargers job, Mike Vrabel would have. So he's saying that Johnson and Quinn may not happen in those spots. So, so is Vrabel going to Seattle? Maybe he maybe he's hinting that maybe Vrabel ends up in one of those two places. So maybe this isn't as cut and dry as we thought it was going to be. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Um, you know, you have a new owner yeah. in Washington who wants to make his Shake hire. It up. Yeah, right. make his hire. You blew out a guy who, yes, I know he's 72 years old, but had incredible success there mm-hmm. in Pete Carroll, including winning a Super Bowl and getting to another one. I wasn't a fan of that. I, I wasn't I, a yeah, fan of you that. You know, he he was forced out, too, as much yeah. as they call that you know mutual. It was, Something about that tells me it's going to bite them in the ass. Yeah, they could. I don't know why. Just got that feeling. Yeah. Uh, all right, so this was – I thought this was really cool before the – not I don't know, cool, funny, whatever. So before the game, um, one of the things the Ravens have done all year and Justin Tucker has done, it's kind of a ballsy move. Uh, he, he'll, he'll set up in the territory where the opposing team is warming up. Like he'll put down, you know, those little holders that they have for right, the footballs right. where you don't need an actual holder. He'll do that. Right. He'll mm-hmm. lay down some of his gear, his helmet, stretch the whole night. 
So he was doing that right by Patrick Mahomes as Mahomes was warming up. So you, all you see is Kelsey walk over. Kelsey grabs uh, his, like his helmet, the holder thing, Toss he toss, tosses it. I think Mahomes tossed something too. And then yeah, they, just go, yeah, yeah, they yeah. go right back into the routine and Mahomes is throwing passes. I love it, man. First of all. And, and you could see like Justin Tucker was like, man, what do I do now? I do not want to step to either one of these two guys. Man, he he's kind of laughed at it. He just laughed at it, but it was great. Because, because he knows he's being, he's no, he knows he's the one that's yeah, being the asshole. He, he knows it. He knows it. He's, right. he's being the instigator here. He knows, but yeah. still though, man, I'm, Step. I don't care if I'm. I don't care if I'm the punter. I'm stepping at anybody. What are they going to do? Hit me? <laughs> I, what are they going to do? Hit I, me? I just thought the way it was so like sort of casual and nonchalant. The way that it was very casual. Kelsey and Mons was like, get get out of here. Like he was a kid. Get your get your clean your stuff up in the living room. Let's go. It, it was it, it was it was pretty funny. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So it, that, it was, it was, I love old school. Just you know beef and just that 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 angst that animosity you know i love all of that man yeah we're not yeah. friends as long as this game is going i'll, I'll talk to you at the, at the tiki bar in the off season but other than that <laughs> other than that right now yeah balls to the wall baby everybody everybody catching smoke no i'm with you all right so um elsewhere in, in the uh in the in the nfl just to get it back to the to the eagles for a second here so I'm assuming the Kellen Moore thing will be official soon. The big question is, how different does this look for the entirety of the coaching staff? You know, how many mm. how many guys are let go on both sides of the ball? How many guys survive? I, I and would also with Kellen being 34. How many how many connections does he have? You know, I'm curious to see what, 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 who he pulls over here. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, does any? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. He could bring guys from, from L.A., but he could also, if he's elevating guys from the Cowboys who are still there, mm. he, he could do that too. So he could bring some of his own people here. Um, and then, you know, we'll see. But then, yeah, it's, it's an interesting point. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's hard to say who they really hold dear. Uh, organiz- I, we know Stoutland is one of them. But, like, who else they hold dear on the offensive side? I don't know. You know, I I don't I wouldn't feel real safe if I was anybody, man. Like I don't know that I'm uh, re-upping my lease if I'm any of these guys. You know, real quick. Right, right. I feel you. Um, that's why I look at this situation with Nick Sirianni and, and this team. It's like you get rid of everybody but him. It's like you're telling him what. The, it's like you're telling him that his, his days are numbered without really telling him that. That's what it looks like to me. He's hanging on by a thread. If I'm telling you. Those first six games, or those or those first eight games, and this team is four and four, or three and five, he's getting fired, and Kellen Moore is going to be the interim, and then Kellen Moore is going to be the become the official head coach going into twenty twenty five. Book it. All right, let me ask you this philosophical question. Aside from the obvious that the bit, most important thing for Kellen Moore to do is to get Jalen Hurts back to being elite. What what would you say is second? For Kellen Moore? Yeah. Hmm. Like like you said, A is getting that's A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Right, like, right, right, what's, right, right. What is what's the other thing in your estimate? What's secondary to Jalen Hurts? Um yeah. mm, ah, I think when it comes to his offense, outside of getting Jalen Hurts back on track, I think it's 
um, making this offense, uh, carving out an offensive identity that uh, that's a little bit more malleable. And what I mean by that is it seemed like no matter who the opponent was, the Eagles had their way of playing offense. And come hella high water, they were going to do. They were going to force the square peg in a round hole. Yeah, I want to see if Kellen Moore can turn, you know, can shade the square peg into a round peg and put it in the round hole. You know, like I, I want to see if he can create wrinkles in his offense to maximize the skill sets of guys like AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. I want to see if he can utilize the middle of the field more in his mm. play calling. That's what I want to see. All right, um, I, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think I just I, I want to see a, a a bit more of a nuanced offense. I want to see more complex route combinations. Um, I don't want to see guys running into each other. I don't want to see receivers within five yards of reaching distance between them and, and their and their teammates. You know, you know, in their route tree. I don't want to see that. Um, I want to see him get Jalen Hurts rolling more out of the pocket with the offensive line rolling with him. I want to see more of that. You know, so uh, that's kind of where I am. I know I said a lot, but no, no, I, I, I'll sort of pick up on that. I, well, here's what I want to see: how much of this is going to be? This might not even be the question that I ask, but how much of this is going to be Kellen Moore looking to, um, you know, bring in his philosophies? In other words, a little bit more under center, a little bit more play action, a little bit more motion, uh, utilizing the middle of the field. How much of it is going to be that? Blend it with, hey, Jalen's strengths are X, Y, and Z, and we're going we're to keep going with Jalen. So I can't wait to see that part too. Is melding them both, but I think what you were, what I agree with what you're trying to say. What you were saying is, uh, it felt like on offense and defense there wasn't a plan B. Yeah. So I, I want to see him be adaptable to, hey, the team's taking away our passing game. Let's run it down their throat. Are they taking away the receivers? Let's utilize the tight end in the middle of the field. Let let's let's. If DeAndre Swift is here, let's throw him a swing pass or a screen. How about we get a screen game going, which hasn't been a, a real staple in this eye, like a, a good screen game, not a bubble screen to a yeah. receiver. And also tight ends have thrived in, you know, in, in Keller Moore's um, offense. You know, Dalton Schultz thrived um under Keller Moore. You know what I mean? I want to see I want to see what he can do um, you know, to maximize Dallas Goddard's skill set because Dallas Goddard is significantly more talented than Don Schultz. But um Don Schultz has taken what he's learned from Dallas under Kellen Moore. He's parlay parlayed that into a one year deal in Houston. And he's gonna get a he's gonna get a pretty nice contract in this offseason. I agree with you. Um that's there's a lot of things that have to be fixed on that side. I would say the other side of it hmm it, look, I think there's there's a couple different things you can look at. Obviously, talent upgrade, but that's different. What I want to see from Vic Fangio is I want to see him be able to get the pass rush back to being elite. 43 last year was middling. I want to see them be top 10, top 7, uh, and I want to see him get the young guys to be able to play an entire season. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much that's him, how much that's the organization having them in better shape. I don't know, but that, that's something that's very, very important for me. Hey, here's the thing, right? With this defense getting younger, right? Because they're going to get younger on defense um, this, this upcoming season. They're going to be younger by default. They're going to draft more players on defense. Older guys have been out, you know, getting pushed out, however you want to slice it. They're going to get younger on that side of the ball. That's guaranteed. I'm curious um, that 
I'm curious about the fact that you're going to have a bunch of young guys on that team. Could that make them more malleable, more coachable, more moldable to what you want them to do rather than having veterans with these strong opinions like like the Miami Dolphins had? The Miami Dolphins had a lot of veterans on defense. Um, you give you give Vic Fangio, you, you give a 65-year-old Vic Fangio a very young Eagles defense that, you know, that has no choice but to remain teachable. That's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and then and then you, as you say that, it just makes me think about Jalen. I, I, I this is one of the things I believe that, that separates Jalen from Wentz. I, I think Jalen is a willing learner. I think he wants mm. to be coached up, and I think he wants to. I, I think he and he and Moore are going to dive into this thing as hard as they can, and and, and there's not going to be any preconceived stuff where 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 Jalen isn't isn't willing to go all in with what he's trying to be taught. I think. So that's what's going to be another part that's really, really interesting here. Uh, okay. With these guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and look, he's that kind of, I mean, he's that kind of guy, I believe, and that kind of player, um, you know, for sure. I think the big thing, too, is that if you look at the front office, is Howie. I mean, simply put, he's usually up and down. It's usually good, bad, and he usually swings out of things very, in a very strong manner. Mm-hmm. And I think, He's got some cap room to play with. He's got some picks to play with. Both bode well for for the Eagles, um, but he's got very hard decisions to make. I think some of the uh, that's one of the things we're going to do tomorrow. We didn't get a chance to get to it today because we had so much, and we didn't get to it Friday. Back or by mm-hmm. is Swift back? Is Bradbury back? Is Fletcher mm-hmm. Cox back? Um, do you do you move on from Reddick if you feel like you're not going to be able to come to a contract with him? How about Sweat? All these guys, all these all these players are, are, you know, really big parts of what you do here. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's going to be a plethora of tough decisions that need to be made this off season um, with veterans um, and the draft free agency um, still filling out this coaching staff. There's so many decisions that had to be made. Um, But I, I, I will say this. There's going to be a decision that's made this offseason that's going to leave Eagles fans very upset. Yep. And I don't have any sort of source or proof or anything. This is just me just trying to this is me forecasting. Um well, yeah. I'm not sure I'm not sure what it's going to be, but I think there's going to be a move or a decision that's made that's going to make a lot of Eagles fans upset, but I think in the end it'll pay off. Well, I think when you're talking about, you know, people really like DeAndre Swift. Fletcher Cox has been here for a very long time and played at a very People love level. Hassan Reddick. They love, love Josh Sweat. They love Josh Sweat. Those they guys love Dallas Goddard. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that could all change. You know, we could be looking at no Brandon Graham, no Kelsey, no Fletcher Cox. Mm-hmm. I think the only one of the real old school guys that comes back is Lane. That's a lock to come back is Lane. You know, I, I and Lane's the younger out of all out of all those guys. Lane's younger and, than Kelsey oh, and yes. BG and Cox. Yeah, Lane is like thirty three ish, where or thirty two ish, where those guys are mm-hmm. a little bit older. He and Fletcher are pretty close, but uh, you know, I, I go, I've gone back and forth a little bit on Brandon Graham. I thought, hey, bring him back at the league minimum. He can kind of be a quasi coach. I'm I'm kind of ready to move on, but then I'm thinking like. You you need roster spots. You need you that spot. Get so many of them. You need that spot. You can't um, like, but that roster spot um, supersedes my emotions. I know. You need, you need young. You need youth on that line. You need you need 
you need that spot. You need that roster spot. It's just that simple. It's, it's, Bernard Graham has given us so much, but we need that roster spot. Yep. So, so I'm thinking I, I, that I, I, I can't roll with him for another season. And then, you know, I, the problem with Fletcher Cox is I think they'd want to bring him back for around the same number. It's not going. It's not going to work. But somebody else is going to offer him a lot more than that. I think he was got him at ten last year, right? Was that what it was? Ten. They got him at ten million last year. As a matter of fact, like fifteen somewhere else potentially. The, this is this is what I this is what I'm about to find out right now. I want to see if I could. Oh, they don't have it up because typically they have a guy's um, potential market value. Um, they don't have Fletcher Cox's up right now, but um, last uh, this past season uh, he signed up for a ten year deal, uh, fully guaranteed. One, one year. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> They gave him ten million dollars fully guaranteed. Excuse me, not a ten year deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they gave him ten million straight up, uh, fully guaranteed. And I think, uh, let me make sure. And beyond that, in twenty twenty, let me see here. Now, the year prior to that, they gave him fourteen million in guaranteed dollars. So the twenty twenty two season, when they made it to Super Bowl, they gave him fourteen million right in his pocket. Yep. And then twenty twenty three, they gave him ten million. So I think the number he's going to be looking for. Is closer to that first number I said mm-hmm. rather than the latter. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one year minimum twelve, probably fifteen. And that's I think what I'm if, saying. If, if if that's what it is, he's probably. Wait, going. you think you think he's gonna? And I mean, just on open market, you think I he's mean, gonna I'm, get? I'm talking elsewhere. They get it. I don't know that the Eagles get above ten or twelve, which means I think he's I don't think it. the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles go above 11. You might be right. and But here's the difference, though. I see people saying, like, hey, get rid of Cox and BG. No. Fletcher Cox played well last Fletcher year. Fletcher Cox was your best D tackle. People don't want to admit really that, really well, man. Brandon he was, did. He was better than all those guys. And I'll tell you what, Fletcher Cox had more in the tank than the young guys at the end of the season. All right, man. Don't cut your nose despite your face, Eagles fans. Um, BG, yeah. okay, that's one conversation. But Fletcher Cox... That's a dude that's still playing a playing a position at a fairly high level. Um, you can you can make an argument. Fletcher Cox is relatively right now in his career. Um, I'm willing to argue Fletcher Cox is still a top twelve, top ten DT in the NFL. I'm willing to argue that. Oh, for sure. I, I, at thirty two, think yeah. about at thirty two, top yeah, at ten a, at the position, top twelve at the position. That's why what he's doing. What Kelsey's doing with Lane Johnson, like that, to be at the position that those guys play where you're hit every play, like you're hitting every play hard. Yeah. 33, excuse well. me. He's 33, 11 years in the NFL, still playing yeah. at a top 10, top 12 level. Please bring him back. I got you. Eagles fan says don't get rid of He's not saying he's saying get rid of him. He's saying he thinks the Eagles will. Yeah, and you might be right. I mean, oh, you get, okay. there's going to be cap casualties somewhere. I mean, there just are. And, but you just be – Eagles better be sure – and I look, I've told you before, I, I really I think Jalen Carter's gonna be awesome this year. You better be sure Jordan Davis is, and you better be sure that Milton Williams can handle the increased load. That's all. Mm-hmm. If you if you're not sure, then you don't do this. All right. Uh, we are out of time. Want to thank everybody in the chat, everybody streaming, everybody listening. And again, we'll do that back uh or by tomorrow, and we'll hit everybody who's uh, you know of note from a free agent standpoint. But uh coming up. Uh, the National Football Show with Dan Cilio and Tone. So, Tone, have a great rest of your day, man. Looking forward to hanging out with you tomorrow. And everybody, have a great rest of your Monday. And uh, we're looking forward to chopping it up with you, whether it's Eagles, 
We'll have a Sixers game we're coming off uh, as the mm-hmm. Sixers are in the at the Blazers. Maybe we'll have some Phillies news. Anything else we hear on the coaching front, if it becomes official, if there's a press conference, we'll pass it all along. Don't go anywhere. All right. Uh, stay tuned, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. For Tone, I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. See you guys tomorrow. Peace out, guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.